0: Can just keep talking, like, I okay. just want to have a conversation, yeah. You know,
1: like, yeah. Interview bullshit, so, you know. yeah, man. So, you know, when I Christmas time, I uh I got an apartment and there was a gym, it's at Highland Row, off of Holland. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's where above, you live above Char, yeah, yeah. So, they got a great that's really the one of the reasons I moved in there. The gym there was it's everything I needed, you know, yeah, uh, to get started back. So, man, just got back on my diet, got back in the gym. Um, you know, I've never been big into chest and tries, back and bars, bodybuilding type stuff. You know, I like, even before I knew what CrossFit was, I was doing a little circuit training, you know, a uh, set of this, some set of that, you know, short rest, whatever, some core work. But, uh, yeah, man, just started doing that kind of stuff again and um, got some good supplements, started eating right. And then, the you know, like the – you can go to my Instagram and see, like I took pictures every month from December 10th until – Know, January 10th, April, you know, all the way through. Yeah. So, over the f- six months, it was just crazy to go back and look the month before and be like, okay, you know, like I see something, you yeah. know, instead of just, I think that's important, you know, if, you, if you're trying to transform your body to, you know, you got a starting point, you know, you know what you look like. I, lo- I love before and after pictures. Yeah. You know? I just, uh, it's just great to see, but it
0: was cool to see every month, you know, the progress. So, that, that kept me motivated, you know. It's like driving out of state somewhere. You have mile markers every single place. If you're just driving down the road and no destination or no, like, saying, okay, this is how many miles away or this is this, this is that. Like, if you're just aimlessly driving, you're not going to thinking, is there going to be an end at sight? But if you say, okay, I'm 100 miles away or 200 miles away, then you go back and you drive back. It's always like the drive back is not nearly as bad as the drive going because you know the destination that got you there. And I think sometimes like our eyes fool us too, because we'll see like our flaw or something wrong with us. And you look in the mirror, and if you take a picture, and then you have like something a reference point, you're like, oh shit, I did come a long way. Exactly,
1: exactly, man. Uh, It's just good to to know, you know. And same with like keeping a journal for your mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to go back and read some things of where you were six months ago, a year ago. Um, but you know the the fitness journey. I mean, it all it's a it's a beautiful journey. It's never too late to start it. You know, um, and it's just for me, my health comes first. Mm. You know, um, money used to come first, and I used to have money. You know, um, but the health the health has got to be there. You know, yeah.
2: So is keeping on mental mental health journal really important to you? Because that you know you probably the first person I hear to say that. And, um, and we've done almost 200 episodes.
1: A, a guy got me, uh, got me journaling years ago, and I and I got away from it. Don't you know? I'm not a, not good at it, I should say. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it is. Um, six months ago, when I started this whole, you know, getting my body back right and my yeah. mind, you know, my mind, my mind had already started working on. But the journaling part is, it's good for me. You know, I might journal once a week now just to jot something down, but just to have a reference point, to go back and look and go, okay, you know, and if I'm feeling bad or, or there's some negative whatever going on, I'll generally write down that, that feeling, the emotions that come with it, where yeah. my head's at, what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps me get it out on paper too, and then I can kind of dive in and see what what's really going on, you know. Because yeah. a lot of times we express stuff that's that's not really what the issue is, you know. and unfortunately I've been in enough therapy to kind of know the drill of how to dive down into kind of figuring out what that is now. So how important has therapy been for you? Uh, man, therapy, you know, when I was, I got started in therapy at a young age. Um, so I learned to bullshit my way through it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what to say. I know what to say. Yeah. You know, I know what to say to get the grade, to pass the class for this therapist to tell my parents I'm good. You know, um, but today, you know, I don't go see a therapist today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have men in my life that are, that they don't get paid. But you okay. know, my boys, they're therapists, man. They they've been through the fire. Yeah. yeah, you know, they have been through the fire, man. And 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 I. 100% trust these men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very, very, very important to me to have that. Yeah. If you don't have that, you know, a therapist is great. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, like I got nothing against a therapist, but having somebody to talk to, you know, like, especially as, you know, as men were taught, just be tough, you know, just, just suck it up, man. Yeah. You know, don't cry, you know, that didn't hurt. Don't cry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's just so wrong. You know, you see like, man, you go anywhere, anywhere, you see just men grown. you know, they're just, they're these big men, and they're just broken inside. And you can look them in the eye and see that, you know, mm-hmm. and you see it a lot in, in a gym type atmosphere, because that's what we hide behind is what we look like, our physique, you know, yeah. um, you can have it, you know, the story, man, you got it, this guy that's got it all on the outside, got the money, the woman, the gray body, and he ends his life mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, he runs from it all. Cause he, he, you know, I mean, I've done that, you know, I had it, I had the marriage and the house and the kid and the suburbs and all that, but I was a little child inside, you know, I was a selfish little scared boy and I pushed everything away from me that mattered, you know? So, you know, th- therapy, talking to somebody,
0: absolutely, man. Like I can't, you know, I can't do this on my own. Yeah, like I always tell him, I'll tell him stuff all the time. He's like, you're not a fucking therapist, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't say I was a therapist, but obviously I know emotions and I'm empathetic to people and I realize people have issues and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong. And then I always say this too. The first person that was a a quote unquote therapist learned from, or the first person that was a therapist was somebody that just listened to somebody talk and then they taught people along the way. Everybody learns from a novice. Yeah, Everybody starts from a, a starting point of zero. Well, I think I
2: say that to him. Are you fucking Doctor Phil now? <laughs> I've I, I, I know I say that sometimes to yeah, him, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I say that because what he's saying is right. It's, it's, true. True. it's like, true. I do yeah. but it's like, man, fuck you, man. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I, you, know yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. Exactly it's, true, it's true, but I'm gonna deflect from it by saying, sure. "What are you in fucking Doctor Phil?" Yep, exactly. Oh. But that's that's okay
1: too. Yeah, As long, you know, my, my best friend, you know, Chris Hendricks. He, He's my boss too, but man, when he he comes at me with some knowledge, and I'm like, man, fuck off, you Mm -hmm. know. But but I leave his office, or we get off the phone, or I get done with this text, and I'm like, dude's right, (laughs) you know. I mean, he's
2: you know when he when he's when he's when he's on me about stuff. I mean, it's for my better, to better me, you know. And it's like, I mean, fuck, I'm not gonna let him be right, you know. (laughs) He's right, but I don't I don't want to say, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's just you know, it it. You, like you said it's great it's you have to have those people in mm-hmm. your life if you don't absolutely man but yeah like you know he's the only one that really keeps it real for me like everyone else kind of just tells me what I want a year mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he and like but like you know I'll go up and down my, my my weight you know and then like no one ever says anything to me And it's not like he says it like in a bad way he's yeah. like dude like that's like a- you were hitting the gym again. Like what happened? You know, or something like, he'll just have a conversation, but he's like, I think he just said, you know, maybe go back again. Cause I know you're not going. I yes. can just tell. Yeah. I was like, all right. And, you know, it's like, whatever, man, I am going. And then he's like, I can see, he's <laughs> like, I can see you, man. Like I can, this, this, was, this was just the other day or yesterday or was it yesterday or Friday? One of the days I was like, He's like, I can I can literally see you, you're sitting in front of me. I was like, fuck. Well, especially
0: like when Nick came over here. Nick came our buddy Nick came over and he's like, Are you still working out? I was like, Nick, you can fucking see him, man. <laughs> he's not working out. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's just one of those things like, and
2: you know, my buddy Mark also um said, um, he's like well, he didn't say he's like, so I heard it, you're not working out. And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Well, you're gonna when are you gonna start again. And he even let me answer the question and he was like, I know you're gonna say Monday, so <laughs> I'm gonna push you on Monday. There you go. Uh, he's like, there I'm gonna go. text you and this, and then you know Tony was like, you better get a scale picture from him because he's gonna tell you one thing and then he's gonna be a completely different thing and then yeah. So I was like, you know,
1: man, you could call it accountability. You call it, that's just love, man. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's, and that's why
2: I can't get you. You know, you can try to fight it all you want, you know, right? But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they're looking these, after these, you. These guys you're talking yeah. about too,
1: but they'll, they'll be the first ones to go beat somebody down with you that exactly right you You know know, somebody's gonna fuck with
2: me yeah yeah they're gonna be like don't 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 that's not a good idea you know so that's
1: that's great to have that man that that you know they care enough yeah to not just you know that to not just let you be complacent in whatever it is you know they know being in the gym is something you really want to do and it's it's hard to do
2: because it's right you know because when you're in the gym you know you're Caring about what you look like because yep. you're taking the first step, whether you're walking outside or whatever, you're taking the first care step or taking care of your body, right? So you're going to, you know, and then, and that kind of snowballs and snowballs into other things. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you're down 10 pounds or five, whatever mm-hmm. it is, or, you know, your shirt's fitting better again and whatever. But like, it's definitely somewhere that I want to be. I just fall off. So where know? do you,
1: where do you, where do you want to be? What do you mean? Like, what's your, what do you, What are you going to the gym to do?
2: Lose weight? Oh, oh um, lose weight and, How gain, much weight? and like, gain muscle. Like, where are you at? What do you weigh right Probably now? Probably like 240. Where do you want to be? I was 200 back in January.
1: Were you happy? Yeah. You were happy with the weight? You were You were 200, so you, you
2: found the 50 pounds I lost. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is meant to be, man. This is fucking meant to be. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, because like, I don't know what, ha- because cause, I mean, I know what happens, right? But like, I'll go and then I'll do it. I do you know do everything I need to do, do everything right, track stuff, and then okay, I'm cool. I'm you know I'm good. <laughs> you know everything. I'm, I'm in a large. Everything's feeling good or whatever. And then like okay, you didn't go. With, you know and then like one week of not going to the gym becomes the month, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's where I got to two thirty, and then I was like, fuck, I'm two thirty. Just like six, like. Eight weeks ago, I was 200 pounds, you know? Like, the weight finds itself really fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because like, when I work for Budweiser, so my accounts are always like, I feel like they're trying to bribe me so they can get beat their delivery on time. I don't know what it is, but like, hey, you want something to drink? You want something to eat? You, And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Just say no, man, <laughs> yeah. just say no. But, but like, but when I do am at the gym and stuff, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm back working out. They're like, oh, okay, we're not gonna bother you with it then, you know, but like, but they're really cool about it too, though. So are you naturally a bigger, like yeah. what were you in high school?
1: I was big, like, I was big, yeah. So, so you lost, so you, you were big, lost weight, you've mm-hmm. done that back and forth. Yeah. So it's a fight for you to keep the weight.
2: I don't know if it's, a I don't know if it would be a fight if I just well, didn't, right, yeah. if I just didn't completely stop doing stop everything. everything. Yeah. Like, so you quit the gym, quit the diet. Exactly, right? yeah, so it, like, I'm like, off. yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if I would just... I think if I would just do like three-day or, you know, like four-day program. So I was mm-hmm. doing about this guy named Ben Kohler, this, uh weightlifting program. Uh, he was on the podcast with us. And um, it was going great. You know, four times a week, Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off Saturday and Sunday. You know, you just clean your diet up a little bit. You know, I could definitely see muscle starting, you know, mm-hmm. more a little bit and stuff like that. And then... I just stopped going i hurt myself a little bit at work and did i used to stop it. going to work you know, I, I, no <laughs> Wasn't bad. i did not
0: how old are you
1: 42 how old are you 42 or oh, 43 i'm 43 okay either one of y'all take testosterone replacement therapy TLC, i haven't i got my to levels get, checked i
2: need to get tested
1: because just he go got his tested it, man what was your were you were you good
0: yeah, yeah. i was good were you average yeah well, you're you're a big guy i can tell you stay in the gym no man, that's you know? it's weird. i I need to that like <laughs> that, that's exactly no, it's funny you said that because so
2: one day my friend Patricia's like she's talking about him. He's like, why do you keep on saying that he, he, of course he goes to the gym. look at him. I was like he 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 doesn't he's just eats better choices than me all day every day like he makes better food choices and stuff like you're broad man, like.
0: I I really wonder if I would have ever like. Through my whole life, worked out consistently, like, what would my body look like? And I plan on, house. this is my goal for, like, the rest of because I just started going back to the gym here recently. I'm going to go consistently until the end of the year and see what I Do actually it. look like. Hell yeah.
2: you will probably be, like, 225 Dude, that, again. You can give me that sweatshirt right now.
0: That's how <laughs> You'll be huge.
2: Yeah. Uh, when we went to Vegas back in 2010, what were you? Was that 225?
0: I was, like, the lowest I ever got, like, 220. Oh, okay. Yeah, 220. What are you right now? I think I'm 275. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm the telling least.
2: you right now, my yeah. my 240 and he's 275 because he's so much more muscle, don't look anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> my, I mean, I got like Dunlop belly. You know, yeah. I got a big belly, yeah. big titty, you know, like it's like just, growing
0: up. I was like super skinny. I was like, dude, small. You, just, you
2: should see the picture. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I was like, you, have so you ever been a gym guy? mm You nope. just. Man, I'll, I, I'll sporadically I, I, work out. It's in his genes, though, though I is think. freaking yeah. crazy, man. Like, yeah.
1: genet-
2: like just genetics. Like, his dad is tall and big like yeah. him, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And was your grandpa like that, too?
0: No, my grandpa was like, tiny. Really? Was like your, your dad's size. Like, side. my dad's size? Yeah.
2: Damn. Well, that
1: generation, yeah. But, the, I mean, and that's another thing I started. So, what I started, I, went, I started taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. Again. I mean, you know, back in the day, I took it. Not really, all the way. not really as prescribed <laughs> but uh and some other but but the uh you know going to a clinic man getting a shot once a week they do all the blood work all the labs make sure everything's good and it it it. it i started that i started a supplement called athletic greens so it's uh, a that man yeah. it's the best one i found if anybody finds something different that's better let me know but uh it's just a green supplement drink get all your greens new you know vitamins minerals nutrients everything you basically need because I don't eat enough some days or yeah, yeah. I don't eat the right things. But you're taking care of your body on a cellular level, you know, where it starts. Yeah. Know? Like, back up, you know. So it's like a, it's like a powder or so something? So it's a powder, you put yeah, in yeah, water. Man, it's a powder you put in water. And they, they different companies have different green supplements. Mm-hmm. You've got to really pay attention to what you're buying. Like, do your research, get on the ingredients, see what's in there, you know, with any supplement, with any supplement because there's a lot of BS that people... Yeah. An, but this Athletic Greens, man, I couldn't find anything that it didn't have and the amounts that it had that might have been a little low were things that I already know I get from food. So it it it, it was great. So the combination of, of of that, of the testosterone, you know, that helped start to get inside back to where it needed mm-hmm. to be, I feel. Were you your know. levels low? They were low. Mm-hmm. They were you know, I mean, I was coming off a decade long drug addiction, you know, oh, okay, battle okay. with opiates, yeah. you know. So, everything was fucked up, yeah, you know um I mean, and but honestly, even you know I say decade Yeah, have a decade, but the last the last five years of it, I had started to get sober, so I would spend three months, six months, eight months sober,
3: hmm.
1: start working out a little bit, eat right, whatever, but even when on my when I was getting high, I was still <laughs> I was stealing food, but uh I would steal healthy food, yeah, you, <laughs> just fucked up just fucked up mentality, but you know, even when I, you know, I was homeless and had nothing, I would still, I it was crazy, man. It was so, it was so just bizarre thinking. Uh, but I would eat once a day, and I would always eat nuts, fruit, and meat. Mm. Like, I would go in Kroger if I could, you know, however I got money, and that's what I would eat, you know. I mean, even that's just crazy to think, but, so I was real skinny, like 165 Where We are pounds. now. Um, so when they did the the fitness article, I'm about 210 now, about 210 now, um, which is where I want to be. When they did the fitness article, man, I had I'd had COVID, so I got a belly button hernia that I still have, uh, but I popped that like three or four months ago, so I hadn't been able to really lift heavy or do a lot of core stuff. Um, so when they did the you know, we did the photo shoot thing for the article, I had just come off of COVID too, I hadn't been lifting. And I was like right at two hundred, like hmm. too skinny, you yeah. know. Like my mind thing was like, Hey, I'm gonna do this article, man, I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna get all these
2: girls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's us, dude, talking <laughs> to you. What the <laughs> hell's going on, man? Like, it's like those pictures you see
2: on Instagram where you're just like a bro like looking in the mirror, like and yeah. And these girls walk just walk by and the dude's like, Dude, you're looking jacked, man. <laughs> fuck yeah,
1: You know? But it uh but yeah, man, I got you know, I was I was too skinny during that, but um man i like to be around 210 um i get enough strength i feel pretty good um you know uh 2 210 215 at the most but that's where i'll try to stay don't want to get back like carrying a lot of weight for my frame getting like up to 220 uh 225 is 220 is even too much i just like my joints hurt my yeah. knees my elbows you know like i'm i'm 46 man i'm at the point it's like i'm not trying to be anything sure i'm to be healthy <laughs> just trying to be healthy man uh and i but you know but i still am a little vain so i'm still gonna do something weight wise you know like i'm never gonna be a runner ever i hate i hate i hate running my buddy gave me these own clouds man and i so i've started to run the last week and i'm a horrible, horrible i heard
2: those are really comfy shoes and uh hoka or hookah or hookah's the hook the, the, yeah, sho- yeah, yeah. the shoes I heard yeah. those are really good too yeah.
1: these on clouds are, re- are they're real comfortable man they're ugly but they're they're comfy but those hookahs got like a curved yeah like a curve in the middle
2: i saw my buddy aaron posted a picture of his brand new ones he bought and i was like why do they look different than regular tennis shoes and mm-hmm. that's why now I, I think I it's
1: for the the way you you're However, your foot falls when you run.
2: They say the best thing to do is go to, like, breakaway break, yep. breakaway, yep. and then step on that little machine they have. And it shows, like, where your pressure points are and stuff like That's that. That's what
1: I've heard. And Fleet Damn. Feet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over there in, oh, yeah. Um, what's that called? What's that? Laurelwood?
2: Yeah, Breakaway's okay. in Laurelwood. And then Fleet Foot is uh, over here by Best Buy on Poplar. Okay. But, like, yeah, it's like a, you just stand there and it, it, it reads your, wow, your... Pressure point. I mean, it's 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 game changing. I heard. I always buy shoes from Rec Room, and then you know, I don't know. Man, I just
1: when it comes to running shoes, I don't buy. Um, but I, you know, when I when I'm lifting, I like. I really enjoy like Olympic lifting. You you know, it, there's just a movement to the like the snatch and the clean and jerk. It's like a. It's just a beautiful movement, man. I don't know what it is. It's just like an art form to it almost. Ooh. So. Uh, if I spend money on shoes right now for some workouts, it's going to be some lifting shoes. They got some, you know, some good ones out there. Did you, what are you working out?
2: What do you mean? Or you say, or where, where are you working? <laughs> <out>? Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should say. Where, where are you working out? Uh, ATC, ATC, yeah, right by the Target. Yeah, 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 right there. On, by, by, yeah, yeah, that's one. It's so, just convenient to go there because. Like when I do have to, you know, when I do go to the gym, like it doesn't matter what time I end up going because they're open, you know. Like I'll mm. sometimes get off work later, and and you know I don't have to. Then they're not closing at eight, you know. Even though I'm not there that late ever usually, but sometimes, I, if I need to, if I have a meeting at work or something, and I know I want to make sure because if I at the meeting on Tuesday we have, we'll only be leaving that meeting probably at five thirty six o'clock. Because a lot of shit's about hit the fan. Apparently, is what we've been told in an email. <laughs> Sounds like um, the guy. The, the email said, "Don't be late. Meeting will be long." That's usually an indicator or something. He's not know. good. Yeah, um, and so I'm I'm gonna go to the gym on Tuesday morning instead of Tuesday go. evening because I don't want to go to. The gym so what happened Tuesday. to starting Monday? I'm I'm going tomorrow. Okay,
1: you've already you already got plans to go Tuesday too. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna text
0: you. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I think it's more of a mindset thing, mm-hmm. absolutely, than anything. Because, like, even if you get in shape and you have a shitty mind, what's the point of being in shape, right? Man,
1: I, I would show I got pictures of it's 2012 of me. Um, so I used to own these little restaurants called Fire and Stone Pizzeria. I had one in South Haven. I had one in Germantown. Um, South Haven was the first one. I opened it in 2004. And uh, we had a brick oven, you know, like exposed flame. Like It was a made our own sauces, made our own dough, cooked all our meats fresh. It was like healthy pizza. You know, that was my whole thing. I'm going to do a pizza. I'm going to do it healthy because I love pizza. Yeah. And crust is just like a canvas, you know. You can make it whatever you want had Pizzas had some sandwiches, salads, you know, nice little bar. Um, so I had that from 2004 and then opened another one in, in Germantown about 2007. Um, then you know, the economy crashed 2009, yeah, I crashed, I burned, I lost, you know, just lost everything. Um, but right about that same time, uh, it's when DeSoto CrossFit in South Haven opened, and um. And about that same time, I started taking pain pills, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was introduced to, to CrossFit, and my buddies had opened up the Soto CrossFit man, and we had a four o'clock class that it was the best two years of working out. It was like seven guys, and uh, you know, all walks of life, some girls too, all walks of life, and man, everybody got in there and did their thing and. It was just, I usually hate like group classes, Mm -hmm. but there was just something about that, you know, that period, that time in my life, I guess, too, that, man, it was just, it was the greatest workouts. Like, I got so strong, man, and I fucking looked like, like I was ripped, like eight abs. I didn't even know you (laughs) could have eight abs. But at the same time, man, I was developing this addiction to pain pills uh, that I had gotten started on from a spider bite. So the doctor prescribed me these pills, man, and I, I was never a pill fan, yeah. you know? Uh, I smoked all the weed, did a lot of cocaine, but never yeah. pills. I'd eaten a Xanax, and it knocked me out. So anyway, tried these pain pills, and it was just like, wow, this is the best shit I've ever done. And uh, so the whole ordeal of closing the restaurant down didn't matter. I wasn't bitter or angry, but I was developing this addiction, at the same time, I'm getting in the best physical shape of my life, um, and man, I was—I was, I looked like I, like you were just saying, you know, I looked great. Mm-hmm. I looked great, but you know, nothing on the inside of me was worth a damn. You know, uh, I was so broken and, and miserable and unsure myself, and just toxic, 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 man. And you know, man, I did a lot of damage to a few females and, and, you know, kids and, and, uh, you know, man, it's just, it's one of those things, man. I, there, there's, they teach in recovery, you gotta, you know, re forgive, 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 forgive. There's things I've done. I don't know if I'll ever forgive, mm. you know, there's things I've done that don't deserve forgiving. Yeah. Uh, there's things I've done. I'm not even going to ask any the people, uh, Especially Perfect. right now, you know. So for me, it's it's finding just finding some peace and acceptance of what I've done, and living with that. You know, um, I can't fix any of this. You know, like, and I mean, I got a 22 year old son, man, and I've got I've got a whole list of stuff that I've done and people I've hurt that um, that's just a it's something you got you got to make peace with if you if you've been through that, you know because it the outside doesn't matter the outside doesn't matter it doesn't matter what your body looks like mm-hmm. it really doesn't man if you're not okay with your soul and your heart whatever you know I don't care what you believe in man you know what your God is who your God is that's not my place but you, you've got to you've got to get to a point of being at peace with your past and what you've done and realize you know like, I'm not anything without, I'm the sum of the people I keep around me, you know? Like, I'm, I'm a little bit, I try to be a little bit of my top five to eight friends, you know? And and I just hate to see you all, you know, you, you see, a whole, especially today's generation with social media so focused on appearance yeah. and what you look like, man, it's nothing about what's going on inside,
2: you know? It's like they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, right? man,
1: It's like, this is, this, this, like, man, phew, this is my money. <laughs> look at my money. Mm-hmm. Look at my ass. Look at this. Look at that.
2: That's another thing I don't understand is all these people flexing a lot of money on social media, you know? Like these rappers, these young rappers and stuff like that, and they end up getting robbed or shot, you know, <laughs> they're, because they're flashing that money. Like, it's like, damn, man. Like,
1: I know a kid. I know a kid. I know a kid that just got he came into he came into town and he was he was posting stuff on social media that he should have been posting on social media and he flew in town <clears throat> and he got robbed yeah. of a lot and and it's just like you're an idiot you know like you can't do that kind of stuff
2: i know a lady her i don't forget how they related but he was posting a bunch of like Drugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Hey, I got the new shipment. Y'all come through. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like he was doing all this on Snapchat. And it's like, dude, anybody can add you on Snapchat. Anybody can watch what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, anything, right? And they ended up raiding his house, (laughs) and I mean, they found like guns, a bunch of drugs. Like he's through. Like (laughs) because if he was even going to consider rolling, the person he was probably going to roll on got wrapped up too, like two days later. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, man, they, they, they
1: don't think, man, they don't, they don't realize, like, even with Snapchat, this shit's out there forever. Yeah. Like, I put dumb jokes on, social media that I regret,
2: you know? Well, it's I, like, you know, in your Facebook memories, you'll play uh-huh. a post at something. Yeah. Like I'm not sharing that. I'm actually going to delete that shit, but it's still on Facebook it's server. There, right? yeah, you know, like, like, somebody can find it. Man. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not that important, but, but you know, man, it, it, you see it all the time. You see it all the time.
2: It's like when a politician will post something and then make a, and try to delete it. Someone's already it, oh, yeah, bro. Yep, as soon as yep. you posted that, they got a notification. They screenshotted yep. it. It's over. It's like, over, man. It is over. <laughs> Like it's it's amazing how fast some people get on there to, to screenshot what people post. Yeah, they
1: waiting for you to mess up. That's life in general, though, man. Somebody's always like, I, I, I don't know, man. I think there's always somebody stalking your life, yeah, just waiting for you to screw up. <clears throat> you know, somebody that I don't know. I don't know, man. I you know, some I heard not long ago, at like. I try to live today not to prove the haters wrong, but prove to prove the people that believe in me right. Mm, you know, like yeah. I, I just man, I'm trying not to operate out of anything negative anymore, dude. Like you know, just try to think positive, be positive, and man, I'm just I'm beyond blessed. You know, like two years ago, I was homeless in Nashville. You know, like I, I I've overdosed three times and brought back by Narcan and back at ambulance three times. Uh, two years ago, I was really a little less than two years ago, man. What happened? that got me back to Memphis. So I'd been in Nashville. I'd been in sober living, uh, relapsed. I got kicked out and that had kind of been the story of the last three years. Um, estranged from my, you know, I didn't talk to my mom for like four years. Uh, barely talked to my dad, um, not even barely talked to my son. But, uh, so anyway, man, I'm homeless in Nashville. I'm like crashing on people's couches and, uh, crashing at the dope man's house, you know, doing whatever I got to do to hustle up a little money to get dope. And, uh, and man, I, I, something happened when I I don't know what happened. Really. I, I guess I wigged out, messed up some stuff in the house. I got beat. I got beat up pretty bad, man. And, uh, I ended up in like this abandoned house. It's, kind of on the outskirts of downtown <clears throat> but uh you know it was still close enough to the place i needed to go so i could yeah. get to where i needed to go so i did that for like two weeks maybe um and i just man i just didn't feel right like i got beaten up like one of my eyes was swole, like swole shut my head was cut open man i was bruised up and my kidneys were just like i just knew something was wrong man <laughs> and uh so I, I finally one day I was I just had, had enough and my phone had been turned off for a while, and because I wanted to call my mom, <laughs> you know yeah. I heard I wanted to call my mommy, uh, she wouldn't answer. But so the only the only only number I could call was nine one one, and uh, so man I called nine one one and 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 I just they were like meet us at this Walgreens that, you know, a block or two from the house I was in, <clears throat> so. Uh, all I had was a backpack, uh, with a couple of things in it. And so I picked my shit up, man. I started walking down the sidewalk, limping down the sidewalk and I heard the sirens, you know, and man, I just lost it, dude. I just lost it. Like I just freaking started bawling, man. Cause I, I knew right then I was finished, but more importantly, I knew I'd made it, uh, Cause I knew, like, I, would, I wouldn't, I wasn't, like, I was done, man. I had been done, like, like my veins had collapsed, man. Like, I was shooting up in my neck, like, there was nothing left yeah, but death, no. dude. Like, like I was death, death door, man. That's it. Like, when I went back and talked to my family, my when well, my son, he he was like, cause when went, I went to the hospital. I didn't call them for for a while for like eight, seven, eight days, but. They were almost to the point like you couldn't file a missing persons report unless somebody's missing for a certain amount of time. It's like ten days, seven days, something. And uh, and I don't even I don't even know remember this, but uh, like I just stopped calling my son too. Like I would at least check in with him or text him every couple of days. But so my son, who was twenty at the time, was driving to Nashville like a day or two after I called him to put a file a missing persons report. You know, mm-hmm. like he's thinking. His dad's dead yeah. somewhere, man. So, I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but I also, but I knew, like, I just knew I was done, man. And so, the ambulance got me. They took me to the hospital. My kidneys were shutting down. Like, shit was starting to shut down, man. I wasn't I wasn't doing good. So, um, I was hooked up to all this stuff. They were giving me Roxy's. So, <laughs> that was, like, when you're coming off of fentanyl, like, that was my main concern was like I gotta be in this hospital I'm gonna be detoxing and I'm gonna be able to make it uh, so they were man they had me hooked up to all this stuff they're giving me Roxy's and I spent like two weeks in there they got my kidneys going back right um you know man and it was a great two weeks honestly dude like I wasn't like it was play there it was, it was some sports room. I don't remember what it was but I had sports on TV they like feed me whenever I wanted and they kind of nursed me back to health and um so reconnected with my son and he knew where I was so I went from there I went to uh, and my Tony Tenpenny man he passed away from COVID but he owned some some sober livings in Nashville and um, man he became like one of my one of my men you know the first time yeah. I went, like we just bonded when I lived in this house so and he was, man, he, he, he knows my parents, man. He's just a great him and his, him, his wife, Robbie, uh, still talk to Rob. But anyway, so he came and picked me up from the hospital. I had gotten in this place called, um, Jacoia in, uh, Jackson, Tennessee, which is a, uh, state run rehab facility. I had to go through detox at pathways there. Cause I, you know, I didn't have insurance. Um, so I went through, got in Jacoa, man. And, um, it was it was good um i met a lady there kim who was my therapist and still friends with her she was great man she 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 was really the first person man to kind of cuz i was i uh, you know man i had nothing left like i had failed at everything uh i was 44 45 you know like what have, i don't have anything left man like honestly i was wish there's part of me that wished i had just gone you know what i'm saying oh, like yeah. cuz i had man you know like my dad had a business, I could've taken over my dad's business, made six figures, lived out life in, you know, suburbs and been good. And so I, you know, I just felt like my life was over. You know, like I don't I don't know if I can do this. But man, she she kinda she kinda sparked something in it, man. Like her laugh was contagious. Like and, and I love like laughter is huge for me, man. Mm-hmm. If, like I don't give a damn what your beliefs are, and politically, spiritually. If we can't make fun of each other and laugh, we're not going to get along, you know. So this lady, she made me laugh again, man, and I had forgotten how to laugh. So <clears throat> from there, man, I got kicked out after two weeks because I made a tuna sandwich in the middle of the night, but, you know, whatever. They got me in another facility in, in Memphis called, um, called Serenity Recovery and down on Poplar. And uh, I got connected with a program called... The SOAR program, which is state opioid response. They 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 basically, man, they're a state run um, program that just helps anybody that's trying to get off of opioids. They're trying to get in they'll help them get into detox, help them get into a rehab, uh, they'll help them get into a halfway, they'll help get them closed. They'll just they got resources, man. Yeah. So I met this guy, Scott Jacobson there, man, and he got me in this program and um, <clears throat> got me with a good doctor there at uh, At Serenity, man, and um, and you know, they got me. They got at that time they got me on a bunch of medications. You know, they got me on Wellbutrin, Lexapro, Remron, something else, and something Suboxone, like six meds. But at that time, you know, I needed it. Like I needed all those. I needed something, you know, because I'm coming off all these drugs. Every, every dopamine, serotonin is all fucked up in my head, you know, like, um, so all these, they just, he called it the, uh, doc called it the California speedball is what he called it. He's like, you're going to be good. Give it like, <laughs> give it like four days, man. And I was like, all right. And he was right, man. So, so I'd started, you know, I went through, uh, the rehab at Serenity, the 30 days, man. And, um, you know, I've been to rehab several times. So first time I went to rehab was in Florida at a... When I had insurance, it was like ride ponies and get acupuncture and a mm, chef cook your meals yeah. type rehab, man. It was the greatest. On the beach, dude, like going out on the beach with girls on the weekends. and It was like spring break for three months and you couldn't get drunk or high, mm. which was fun. But I relapsed soon after, so that didn't work. But the last time I went, I went with nothing to a state-run place, and it was the best... Experience for me to have, so uh, I get out, man. I get I get to um, an Oxford House, which is a sober living. Um, you know, they're not a lot of fun, but it's a start and it's necessary for a lot of people, which it it was and has helped me. Um, so got into there and you know, uh, and it was over off a of Hall and with my. Restaurant experience. Uh, I got a job at Lucchese's over off of Poplar and Minden Hall. It's like oh, Lucchese's. Like you go in and pick up meals that are prepared, they're already to go meals. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool little Italian place, man. Old family recipes. Um, so I got a job there working in uh, like the deli manager or something and, you know, making shit money. And, uh, but I loved it. You know, like uh, my license was suspended. And so I could walk to work from the halfway house I was in and, and I was like for a year, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to live in this halfway house and I'm going to work and I'm going to make sure I get my head right. You know, because every other time I gotten out, I'm like, okay, I'm getting back in shape. (laughs) You know, that was first. Like I got to get look good so I can get laid. That was my, like every time I get sober, that's my first thought, you know? So, so this time man, I focused on the inside and, um, and I still focus on that, but for the first six months, man, I was just like, I don't care about working out or eating right. I just want to get back to being happy. And and you know, it it it, it takes a while, you know, uh, and and then doing it. So from Chris, so for the first six or eight months until about January or February. I just didn't feel right, you know? And, and then I started thinking like, it's gotta be something else, like, and then I started doing a little research on all these medications the doctor had me on, and the side effects to all these medications. Uh, the weight gain I was experiencing, I wasn't eating that much, you know? Like, the the night sweats, oh man, the night sweats were terrible, the day sweats were terrible. The just like, nothing, feeling nothing was, was there was a point where feeling nothing was okay, but I had reached, like, three months of that, and I was tired of feeling nothing, you know? Like, I wanted to have some emotion. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get excited. I want to get sad. Like, I wanted to start learning how to do this like again.
2: sedating. It's it's of, exactly, right? exactly, yeah, exactly man. Going?
1: You know, and, and that that's half the reason why you start doing drugs in the first place is, like, opiates, to sedate yourself. But all these medications that they gave me, which I'm glad they did, they just kind of started having a adverse effect on me, I guess. So, um, so around Christmas time I started tapering off of those and, um, under my doctor's care. And then I started doing, you know, some research on cannabis and, um, and I smoked, I've definitely smoked in my lifetime in the past, but it wasn't something that, that that had been a part of, you know, when you're doing hard drugs, marijuana is not really something you need. Um, but I'd also gotten so scared of I don't wanna relapse or if I if I smoke this, I'm gonna end up with a needle in my arm. Yeah. Um AA's great. If you do AA, AA works for you, that's great. I don't take anything anybody tells me and just believe it. You know, like not the Bible, not the A book, not you know, anything. So um so man, I just I just made up, like, so I got an apartment around January, around Christmas time, I got an apartment. And I just, I started thinking about trying cannabis again. And, um, you know, I talked to some people that I respect and that are in recovery. Um, and I was surprised, like, none of them said, oh, my God, don't do it. If you do it. <sighs> If you do that, Corey, we're going to bury you in six months. You know, yeah. no, not, not a single person said that. So uh, so I was like, man, you know what? Let's try. Um, and it works for me, man. You know, like I don't, it just works. Like I don't sit around smoking, taking bong rips all day and eating Cheetos, man. But, you know, whether, I, whether I, it's an edible or an oil or a few hits of this, in the morning and some at night, and you know some nights more. Uh, it 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 just keeps me level, man. It keeps me calm. Uh, it helps me focus. I just don't have any adverse effects now. If you do, if somebody does, absolutely don't do it. If and I'm not saying all pills are bad. You know, I mean, you're paranoid schizophrenic, maybe yeah. keep on your meds. But but if, if you're having some depression, some anxiety, let's talk about your diet. Let's talk about your exercise. Let's try to f- see what's going on before we just start popping a bunch of more pills, you know? Like, I go to my parents' house, I go to their medicine cabinet and I open it up. And it's like, you know, it looks like Walgreens. There's, yeah, there's, there's orange bottle for everything, man. It's just like, I don't want to do that.
2: It's like, you know, you saying that the, so the weed, uh, so weed helps you stay sane pretty much, it right, helps you yeah. daily. You Absolutely. know, it's, it's your way of not relapsing. Because if you if you yep. if you if you just didn't do it, you may have, you know.
1: Yeah, if I, if, if I didn't do it, um, I would have to take something.
2: Yeah, you so, know, and, like
1: yeah, and I I don't think I would go back to the fentanyl, but I would still be on a Wellbutrin. I would still be on, you know, Lexapro or some some sleeping medication that that has all of these, like just go look at the side effects and then look at the side effects of cannabis, like. You can't like I, I can't if I if I have to argue that point with somebody I just quit talking. Yeah,
2: because you know. like you know there <coughs> there's nothing wrong with weed, man. Like I don't see a problem with it, and people use it as medicine. it's medicine to heal all yeah. kinds of trauma, uh, whatever you use it to heal for from or it use it if it works yeah. for you if it works for somebody then yeah. you then use it as absolutely. your tool
0: absolutely you use yeah, don't I, abuse man I you think know. everything is case by case like it you is. said it's person by person, but generally speaking, that has less damaging side effects than the pills that they're pushing Absolutely. on people. Well, you know, you should pushing the pills for profit. Oh yeah. They're not yeah, giving yeah, away to yeah, anybody. It's all yeah. I you know, mean like those Purdue family and stuff like that, they should be fucking locked up for how many people be. they've yeah, murdered. Exactly. Is that
2: the Oxycontin people?
0: I don't know who I don't, know, I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't know if it's Oxycontin. They may But, made, um, but just, like
2: you know like you know with like stuff like that They'll you know, there were pill farms in Tennessee, but uh, uh, north mm-hmm. of Nashville and in East Tennessee, that they were, these doctors would just write oxy scripts oh, yeah. all Hey, dog, I hurt my neck. You could go in those here's thirty pills, here's and, thirty pills, yeah. you know, like all day long.
1: And you could get oxy, you could get uh Zanex, you could mm-hmm. get uh Adderall. I mean, they would write I mean
2: you could go You know, they've, they've definitely cracked down on that now. Oh yeah. So like now it's hard. Now that's what my brother was saying that some of his doctor friends, Mm -hmm. well, it's case by case I guess, like they don't want to write scripts for painkillers. No, they just, they just don't want to because what if that person develops a dependency on that? Like, you know, like you did, you know, know, my my doctor, my doctor
1: didn't write that with the malicious intent? Exactly. Yeah. I got a yeah. brand recluse bite. I was in the hospital with my legs full. You know, here's some here's some Lord Tab five milligrams. Take them, you know, one every four to six hours. I'm the one that went home and ate the whole bottle in like a day, and was like, "Holy shit, this is great." I knew where to get them. I was like, "Let me start getting these." You know, six months later, we go on family vacation, and I'm like, "Man, I'm just not going to take any with me." And you know, I was in good shape. I'm like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm done." And like two days into vacation, I couldn't get out of bed, so I'm having to. Have some shit FedExed overnight to finish family vacation, and that was the start. And that's how it starts for a lot of people, man. Do- do- nowadays doctors know better, yeah. But back then they didn't. But uh, but yeah, man. Plants. If you can, you know, man, you take it back to like before Christ Tom. You know, like it was it was cocoa leaves. They had cocoa leaves. They definitely had cannabis. You know, you had a federal plants. And there's all there's all kind of. Ways that they've found traces of these on in different um, archaeological
2: digs, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. man. You know, mushrooms have been around forever, way before all that stuff. You know, also probably probably the first thing around. And then, you know, somebody came along and said, what is that's that's, Let's try that. And then they wrote down what happened to them. John died. Don't eat this <laughs> one and they you know, they drew a little picture, you know? Or like but like it's John just John tripped his balls off yeah. eat this one. John, how you feel? <laughs> put put a star by that yeah. one. That that oh, one. we're gonna That's try that one, one again. That's but you know, one. like it just somebody had to try it for us to know what's edible for us mm-hmm. or not it's not, you know, all to current day. But mushrooms help people with trauma and stuff too, you know?
1: Absolutely. I um, I mean I know several people that microdose and it works for them. You know, um, I haven't experimented with that, you know, uh, but, but the whole psychedelic thing, man, I, I get it. You know, there's people doing uh, ketamine and and LSD Mm -hmm. for, for trauma. I mean, man, look, if you do something and it puts you back as a productive member of society where you feel good about yourself and you can be a good husband, wife, sister, daughter, brother, employee, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying this wrong.
0: Yeah. I just looked it up. It was, uh, Purdue Pharma is owned by the Sackler family, and yet is Oxycontin. Mm. And they uh, pump that bullshit. Dude, people.
2: billions and billions of dollars they were making. I saw some little documentary on, like you know how Nat Geo does, like the drug ink and all that mm. kind of stuff, or something like that, or yeah. maybe it was on a different channel. But I was like, holy fuck, they were making, they were subscribing that shit that much. I was like, fuck, crazy, man. man,
1: crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, it. You know, it, it became. I mean, it's an effort, obviously. You know? I saw um, over a hundred thousand people lost their life to a, not just opiates but addiction. Over a hundred thousand in from April two thousand twenty to April two thousand twenty one. Over a hundred thousand people in this country died from addiction. So that's that's taking the form and filling it up five times. You know, mm. that's like going to Titan Stadium and like one and a half times. I think. But yeah. But, but you think of like that's man. It's and, a and, lot of people. And, and I do not even then, think about it like that. The time yeah, I see them one. Like, yeah, man. Like, like, and man, there's kids like today and today's, like all these, there's so many pills out there. They're just pressed fentanyl. They think they're getting a, a, a Lortat or a Roxy or a Xanax 100%. and it's fucking fentanyl and they're dying. Like, man, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, man. Like it's, it's. And I don't think anything's, nothing's really changed enough.
2: You know, it's like they say, well, why don't they stop the importation of fentanyl? Why don't they, I was like, because they can make it, you just as easy to make it yeah, in China. Like, the, it's, think, it, it's insane. If you think all of it comes, you know, it's
1: all about money, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, so now the thing, it's this, this not just now as a thing, but a lot of those pill mill doctors got into the, to the, uh, for, to the rehab game. And now they'll they'll funnel people through rehabs. They'll put them in the halfway houses for 30 days. Then they'll feed them dope again to get them high again, to send them back to detox, to charge their insurance, to send them back to rehab. But and bam, bam,
2: bam. That's it's like it. those judges that were keeping people in jail for like the for-profit jails, you know, like to keep them populated so mm-hmm. the, the, they could get all that money and stuff like that from like the the whatever they were making in jail, you know, like in selling. It's insane. Yep. It's everything is about if we would just help the people instead, you know, if we can come up creative ways to keep the people in the, keep a person in mm-hmm. a cycle of getting better than doing like this, getting better doing like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, that person's never gonna say shit because they're getting what they want. They're getting clean, then they're getting high again. They're getting clean, they're getting high again. And they're right.
1: just stuck in the cycle.
2: Yeah. But you know, you
1: said it's, it's, it's about teaching people something better, you know, and that's kind of your responsibility. If you make it through or your privilege, really, man, like, like I look at it for me right now, it's a privilege. Like I'm alive. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm okay. Like, and so if I have an opportunity to, to discuss uh, this topic with anybody, I take it because you never know who's going to listen Who's gonna hear it? Who's gonna need help and when they're gonna need it, you know? And this stuff doesn't discriminate. It's not black, it's not white, it's not rich, it's not poor, man. It's it's it goes from the inner city to the richest suburb, you know. And it just it just it's not going anywhere, man. And it it's gonna take and there are there's some badass people though that are in recovery, man, some badass men that do some badass shit, you know. Yeah. There's also a bunch of bullshit, but you got that with any kind of group of people but and it's it, for me it's all about just and I'm trying to figure this out and I know I know right in front of me there's like five guys that I really look up to that are in my life and as long as I've got that I think I'm good you know yeah. because things are starting to fall into place for me things are falling into place for these guys
2: you seem to be doing great. I mean, I don't yeah. know what's in your mind right now, but like yeah. you know, on you the know, exterior, yeah. you seem to be like wonderful.
1: It. Yeah, man. I mean, but I, but I've always been good, like most men, hiding behind the shell, you know. Like, but but today, not just today, at this point right, in my right. life, yeah, I don't know what you mean. You know, you get caught up too, man. While we have us today, I don't know about that, man. Yeah. I'm thinking about tomorrow a little bit too, but uh, but yeah, man, life is good. I've got a great, you know, I'm working for a great company, man. Um they're a general contractor. You do shop? Yeah, yeah. So it's called Nixon General uh, Contractors. So these guys, man, so Chris Hendricks is like one like my my guy, man. So he uh, he's mentored me. He married me before. That it's not his fault, it didn't work out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh but so man, so you know, we reconnected not long ago, man. His wife passed away of cancer, man. It was a terrible thing, but I hadn't seen him in like five years and went to the funeral, we reconnected, started hanging out a little bit and you know, I knew... So he used to run this program called uh, called Binghamton Developmental Center, the BDC, out of Binghampton. And he would take guys that were coming out of, um, you know, guys from the neighborhood or guys... What did you say this guy's name was? Chris Hendricks. He went to SBC. Uh, he used to be a bodybuilder. He's kind of skinny, a little weak guy now. No, I'm just kidding. He's not... I'm
2: thinking of somebody. From Kelly Florida. Hendricks is his brother. Yeah. You might
1: know his brother's name. Uh, but anyway, Chris... Chris starts, starts this this program with the BDC and uh, so he's mentoring guys you know, taking them through some mentorship stuff and he's also teaching them a skill like how to how to build stuff they they're remodeling houses throughout Binghampton make Binghampton better mm-hmm. um, Chris does this for twelve years I think and um, so one of his graduates uh, this guy named Octavius um, Nelson is uh, comes to him one day and it's like man, I'm thinking about getting in construction. You know, long story short, they decide to start this um, Nixon General Contractors, and um, I'm sorry, I tell you, it's Nixon's name, not Nelson. But uh, so they start this company, man, like eight years ago, 2015, and man, it's crazy. Like they're blowing up. Like they're doing it's it's commercial uh, construction. They're doing from the ground ups. So they're doing remodels and. Uh, you know, man, they they do great work. They're um, and just uh, you know, people purpose pride is their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, on their cards, people purpose. Oh, I brought y'all a card too. Let me find one. Oh, look, I brought y'all one gift that y'all can use, and just there if you want one of those. Appreciate so people that. purpose, no people pride. Purpose. Thank you. It's kind of their thing, man. And, and dude, they're just they're great men, man. And um, so yeah, I've got to be a I'm part of their team and. See what happens,
2: Beantown to Center. There yep. you go.
1: So you know, man, and that—that's that, what it's all about for me, dude. Is—is is I've got to have some some people in my
2: life to hold me accountable and to teach me, man.
1: You know.
2: So my pa- fam, my parents were had a store in Binghamton yeah, okay. for twenty five years. Oh, really? So I, when you said that name and you said Hampton, I was like, man, why does that sound so familiar? What was the store? Um, so you know where Tillman Cove is, Yeah. or used to be? Uh-huh. It was the one right there. It was called J&H at the back in the day. Right by the basketball court. And then and then, that, and then they, at the last, when they came back to Binghamton, they bought Kings, which is right there by the basketball court.
1: Okay. Chris said, lived right down mm-hmm. one of those streets. You would know him. Yeah,
2: and uh, so now Noah is in charge of the Binghampton development. Okay. So yeah. But like, I was thinking, I was like, man, I know this name. Like, why does this name sound yeah, so familiar? he, he,
1: man, he's he doesn't do social media,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: cool because I mean, like, we work out together. He's 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 better looking than me, number one. He's stronger than me, number two. So the <laughs> fact he doesn't do social media, I love. Yeah, I'm able to be like, I beat this dude's ass, taking a little video. <laughs> yeah, and he can't defend himself. So, but um, I'm trying to find a picture of him. But you know, his brother is. Uh, his brother used to run a recovery, a celebrate recovery out of a uh, high point church. Mm. So, you know, man, for me, it's, it's like, I got to have, I've got to have that in my life, you know, like I'm, that's my number one thing, man. I can not, I've tried to do this by myself, you know, I've tried and I'm not good, you know? So there's bits and pieces of, of the whole 12 step thing that I still take with me, you know. Um, Left to my own devices. That's part of what I learned in you know in recovery. But I, I'm not against AA by any means. By any means, you know, it, it helped save my life. I'm just against. I'm not just going to sit here and live as I'm defeated. Um, I'm one step away from losing it all. Mm-hmm. Like I can't operate out of that man. That like I don't know, man. On like that kind of thinking triggers me to go backwards. Like, I want to live in the, I'm thankful to be here. <laughs> you know, I know what I was. I'm thankful to be here. Now, let's see what happens. Let's go make something happen. You know, I can't, I can't live like.
2: Is it like a fee? Like, not saying you have a fear, of it, mm-hmm. but like, it's like, is it like, you have to be on the straight and narrow of, the, or otherwise the fear of re- going backwards. That's why some people Man, don't yeah, work. It, 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 there's,
3: a-
1: there's a lot that, that goes into the recovery thing, man. And, and, and there's a lot of great meetings out there with a lot of great people. But I don't know, man. It's, it's just operating. It's like I, I, get, I get bogged down going and sitting around and talking about my problems all the time, man. Like where I was and what I did wrong. And for me, it just puts me right back there. You know, like I want to be around some people. Let's, let's talk about what we're going to do from here on out. You know, and what yeah. we're going to build and what we're going to do right and who we're going to help. You know, I man, I, yesterday I got to go uh, with the SOS service of herself and, and paint the, or we scraped this lady's house, you know, that we're going to paint, man. And, uh, dude, I hadn't done that kind of thing since in a decade, you know. Like, I called up a buddy. I was like, see if you want to come hang out by the pool. And he's like, hey, we're going to do this. You want to help? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to help, man. Like. Like for me, that's what it's about. Yeah, man. giving like, back, giving back, doing something for somebody else, man. You know, like, but going. And, oh, yeah, I just try not to operate in a what was me mm. space anymore. I'm good at it, though. I'm good <laughs> at it, man. I can make you
0: feel sorry for me,
2: Tony. When you went with your friend just to see what the thing or the meetings were, like, what did they talk about?
0: It was a lot of uh, talking about their stories. Yeah, because um, I didn't know. I've never dealt with addiction before, but I hung out with somebody that that's been sober. I think she had been sober at the time for like 14 years. I think she started when she was like 14, and uh, so I went twice with her. And then they like hang out. They like usually like go to lunch or mm-hmm. dinner or something afterwards. But a lot of it was just people telling their stories because I thought it was going to be like somebody got up and they talked to you about like, like on what
1: TV, you, do, you know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes i have a speaker for somebody's birthday or something, but generally it's just like a go around the room. And I mean, you know, after you've gone for a a year to the same meeting and heard the same story over and over, and I get it, man, they, you know, they tell you after a while, you're not there for you, you're there for the newcomer. Mm. I get that, man. That's part of, that's, that's really what it's all about is getting healthy Mm -hmm. and then helping somebody. But that's what a life is about, you know, like. I don't care if it's 12 steps, 10 commandments, five Buddhist principles, whatever you live by, man, it's all about being healthy and helping somebody. And there's plenty of ways to do that, you know? Um, and I, I'm not saying my ways, right? I'm just saying. It's what's working for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people in recovery get pissed off though, man. You can't have that conversation about meetings aren't my thing or cannabis is. And they just, they can't, they can't process that for some reason. Uh, some of them can Like I said I've got people yeah. i talked to But a lot of I don't know man But whatever
0: I've been listening Or watching this thing On Netflix It's called How to change your mind Yes yeah. And about that? Uh, yeah. one of the guys That allegedly Or not allegedly But one of the co-creators Of AA uh, Because <laughs> he
1: got it Because of LSD They said Hey man You can't talk about that
0: we don't talk about. It. It's
1: in the book. It's in the book. It's in the big book. Yeah. At the end, they talk a little bit about it,
2: but you can't bring that shit up for sure. Yeah, freaks them like,
0: out. I always thought it was like faith based, but apparently they're saying it. it was because of LSD. I, yeah, well,
2: I didn't know what it was, but I always thought it might be like a church thing too, or like our religion. AA. A, it, like somebody kinda, in a church created it, it. Oh,
1: oh, oh, no, uh, no, they weren't. They weren't really church guys, man. Um, one was a doctor. One was just a drunk. And, I mean, the, what they came up with is freaking great. I mean, it saved more people. You know, I'm not denying the big book yeah. and its power. It's, but, um, you know, I don't buy the Bible 100%, so mm. I'm definitely not buying but in the But, yes, he used LSD towards the, later in his life after a relapse, yeah. I believe is when it was. Um, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it because, you know, we're not going to talk about that. It's like. It's like telling people Jesus wasn't white. You know, you <laughs> just can't do that
2: shit. That's the... Man, I swear to God, oh, like, dude. I'll have a friend, like, I have a couple friends on my Facebook, <clears throat> these black guys, and they they purposely post pictures just to piss people off, right? You <laughs> yeah, know, like, like yeah. he'll find, like, <laughs> he'll find like a Nigerian guy that's drawn a picture of Jesus and Jesus is black, or, you know, like, like the picture of Jesus mm-hmm. is black. And dude, he he just sits back, he sits and just <laughs> eats popcorn. like you know, like the Jack, Michael Jackson eating the yeah, popcorn. Because yeah. people get so he's like, Jesus is not black. Oh. Like, dude, Jesus was definitely not white. <laughs> he definitely, look, I'm pretty sure
1: we know what Jesus was.
2: Yeah, you know? he was brown. He's like Arab. Like,
1: like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, look, he's not blonde and blue eyed. I don't know that. Yeah, I know you want him to be because nobody in that region was <laughs> blonde and no, blue eyed. He definitely okay. would have not lived very long if he, you know, yeah. thirty three years wouldn't have made it looking like that. Yeah, that. But that's 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 organized religion though, man. Yeah, like you know, I grew up in a Church of Christ which, are y'all familiar with that at all? Mm-hmm. Is that Mormon? It's close. Southern Baptist, like, oh, okay, on okay. Southern Baptist on steroids, to me. Like, no no music, like, Hellfire, Brimstone. Oh, wow. It was it was rough. Now, I say that, but my, my youth minister was one of the best men I've ever known. I had some great friends, but the, the philosophy, the theology behind it all, it was very fear-driven, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you were constantly scared that you you definitely were made not to feel like you were enough to be blessed with going to heaven. Um, and you were constantly scared, you know? Like, living out of, like, I had to be baptized as soon as I could because if I'm not baptized, I'm not going to heaven. And, man, shit made me a nervous wreck through my 12, 13, 14-year-old, you know? Yeah. And then you say a cuss word, and you're like, oh, God, please. <laughs> you know, don't strike me dead. And that's just a, that's a hard, That's a, so to me, man, you know, organized religion some of them it's it's a it's all a fear based to me you know like like if if you're a faith if you're a god fearing person and you believe in the the god thing and it's got to be with the love you know like like any other religion that i know of anyway there's all some love element to it and not that the new
0: testament doesn't have that but i don't know man maybe it was just me no, I think you're right on that, man. It's um, because I grew up Jehovah's Witness, oh, and so like it was everything was any type of secular thing was bad. You couldn't play sports. You no. couldn't really bad association spoils useful habits. A lot of people I know would have got they got married so they could have sex, <laughs> you know. And so now they're probably miserable with a bunch of kids they are. or they divorced. Are. God, you
2: man, can I can imagine that.
0: So, it's where did you Where did you grow up? I grew up in Omaha, but I moved here in ninety one. So I've been here since ninety one. You definitely have a the accent of Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's I mean there I guess there are some good things with certain rules. Maybe it keeps people out of trouble that yeah, they probably yeah, would have yeah. got into. But the thing where you make people feel bad about doing stuff is the problem. Yep. That's where I have an issue with it. like like my sister she had premarital sex so she got this fellowship so like we she lived at the house with us and they would it made it seem like we couldn't talk to them, our own fucking flesh and blood which is ridiculous
1: man i got i got married because i had a kid you mm-hmm. know uh I, we tried to do it before our son came because i didn't want my parents didn't want to upset my grandparents and didn't want people in the church to know mm. and it's just like man come on you know like But I did it. I did it. You know, at at 21 years old, we did it. And we were miserable. And Mm -hmm. we should have never gotten married. You know, it's like
2: people will go out of the way just to not lose face in front of whatever church they go to. That's or temple or, you know, whatever. You know, like it's like, it goes back to that whole image thing. Yeah. You know,
1: what do you look like? Mm -hmm. What are you driving to church? You know, I remember like, you know, my parents went through their shit when we were younger, but like, driving to church in the back seat of our station wagon and they're up there just not cussing but fighting. Yeah. My parents. And me and my sister in the back seat just looking at each other and we pull up at church and we park and they get down like Happy Sunday. Mm -hmm. Jesus loves you. Whatever. It's (laughs) like what the fuck just happened to what was going on in my car? (laughs) Like I know I heard that shit. Yeah. So, you know man, it I I guess at my age and at where I've been like I don't have time for for bullshit, man. Like, let's just be real. And
2: if it's cool, it's cool. If it's not, it's not. But so, also, like another thing with the church, like people going to church is like that was the one time you saw everybody for the week, right? You didn't, you didn't, you didn't call. You know, back in the or back in the day, let's say, like say 50, 60 years ago, uh, you go to church on Sunday. You wore your best. Sunday's best, and you—that's where you saw everybody. So that's why everyone had to act right. Gonna get your ass beat in the car if you don't act <laughs> right, you know, and like you know, you might you might be beating your wife at home or your children or whatever. But as soon as you get to church, it's oh yeah, yep, you know, it's, it, it has to be right. There were people, so we went to it's called Goodman
1: Oaks Church of Christ in South Haven, and uh, it started in White Haven. So I was raised in White Haven, then we moved to South Haven, um, like when I was in fifth grade or something, and uh <laughs> so. They were elders or whatever, whoever, I don't, can't call it, but they would drive to West Memphis to get a six-pack of beer or a bottle of whiskey because they didn't want anybody to see them buying alcohol. And then, like, my parents forever hid shit, hid alcohol in the cabinets around the house so we, nobody would find it. And it's just like, man, what are we doing? Yeah. But that's how they were raised, man. Yeah. Because their
2: parents, like you just said, yeah. you know, their parents did that. Yeah. Like... No, my
1: parents aren't like that today, man. yeah. I, I definitely fucked that up. Like <laughs> they don't have a choice, but to talk about shit now. And my sister's the same way, man. So oh well. but part of, I think part of my parents still wish I had like the polo tucked into the khakis with the pleats in them and was a banker and you know, I, but you know, whatever
0: can't help it. I don't think we always have a certain path we're supposed to go down. You know, like, nothing's ever just set in stone. True. And we all go through different ways to get to where we're at today. And I think that makes us more interesting. Absolutely. Because, like, if you just had this, I mean, you, unfortunately you had to go through some trials and tribulations to get where you're at, but now you have a story. And your story can help other people not have to go down that particular road because you experienced it before.
1: I hope so. I mean, that's, You know, life is a story. Yeah. I mean, that's I love stories, you know. Like, I love a good story, and I love a good comeback story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I mean, we took this thing at at work called the um, the Strength Finders, uh, Gallup Strength Finders course. Mm -hmm. So there's 33, 37 different uh, total strengths and they're divided into four categories, five categories. I don't know. I'll send you a link to look it up, but it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. To So we took everybody, and, and everybody took this course. It's like 20, 30 little multiple choice questions, and it basically breaks you down into what kind of, you know, uh, who you are as far as what your strengths are. Like, I'm, I'm a very positive, high energy. I'm not really good when it comes to, like, detail-oriented reading shit. Uh, um. But um I'm kinda like a cheerleader, a positive cheerleader with um I forget what the the woo woo was one of the things. Like I, I I want everybody to be happy. Yeah. You know, and that, that sucked most of my life, you know. Like I feel I feel people's energy a lot, uh, and I always have and it's it was kinda cool to see that. But um I just want everybody to have a good time, everybody to be happy, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was kinda cool to take that that uh that test and you know, see some of what some of your your character makeup. You start to look back at your character and the way you've acted and behave and, and to see like, okay, that makes sense. Like I operate out of that a lot better than I operate off of like being the uh the detail oriented, the guy that reads all of the instructions type thing. That's just not my makeup, you know.
2: Yeah. I'm probably gonna read like Now now on the book That he got me to read I have been reading that But I'm talking about It's What is the name of it? It's pretty much How to have a conversation Like And Be Read the conversation Like You know Like don't When you're talking to somebody Have good body language And stuff like You know It it talks about all that stuff And why that's important And obviously Some of the stuff I already knew That it's never implemented You know Mm -hmm. But then, then you see it Written down you're like Oh maybe I need to implement that You know Like But um I'm reading that, but like when it comes to like details and stuff like that, like man, I don't I don't think I'm a detail oriented person either. Me neither, man. But now I'm in my, idealist. In, in, in my life. In my yeah. life. Yeah. But now in my work life, I mean it's A B one hundred percent accurate on every account. It's all you know, yeah. it's like yeah. to the T. But that's that's weird. But why can't I transi- transition from that? Work life, where you know, if they want that sign exactly thirty six inches from the door handle, or you know, two inches from the door handle, why can't I do that in my like real life? I, yeah. don't, know, I don't know.
0: You, you need to ask yourself that question.
2: Well, it's, um, I, it's
1: I don't work. Know. I mean, it means yeah. you're a good employee. It means you're a good, like, you have good
2: ethics. Yeah, but in your free time, you're like, fuck that, you know? Exactly. Uh, like, like, you know, my free time, I want to like, you know, I'd rather watch Netflix. Yeah. or you know i'd rather i don't want to have to do things that i have to do at work Mm during my free time i think or something like that that you know like
1: like my buddy he when we get to the gym we got a gym in our office and uh he he times everything man it's so fucking annoying but he'll he'll (laughs) set his fucking watch for he gives himself 10 minutes to warm up or 15 or something and i'm just like every day he does that man he times every workout he times everything and i'm just like man What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> Let's our, just do. But our 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 uh, strengths don't they don't coincide, coincide under one. I can't remember what it was, but it but it's cool to see. Yeah, it's, it was just a cool test to take, man. And uh, idealist was another one. Like I'm, I'm an idealist. Like I like to sit around and talk about ideas of what to do, how to fix problems, how to do things. But it was a yeah, it was a pretty neat test.
0: Would you say like since you've gone through recovery? and you've gotten back in shape again. Do you love yourself? Man, that's a great question. So um, back up,
1: very first meeting I ever went to, January. It was the first. It was when uh, Tebow was in the playoffs and uh, with the Broncos. January January something, 2012, I think. Um, I went to my first meeting, and uh, it was an N.A. meeting, and this was why I was just trying to get off of eating pills. It was an NA meeting. It was a whole Presbyterian. It was like at 7 o'clock at night. And uh, I think I had just gotten back off of that family vacation I was talking oh, yeah. about where I tried to quit and couldn't. So I knew I had a problem, you know. And uh, so I went to this meeting, man, and, and I cried. I'm a crier. I'm a very emotional person, man. I cry a lot um i sat there and cried this entire meeting man there was like a hundred people there i was kind of in the middle it was all it was a it was a square so you were looking at people and man across the way there's this dude and he keeps staring at me and he's like every time i look up i'm just full of tears i wipe them away and because i knew i knew i knew i had a problem i mean obviously you're in a you know yeah. meeting, things are not going well and uh we make eye contact, man. Keep making eye contact. And after the meeting, man, he comes up to me and he hugs me. And he says, keep coming back. We'll love you till you can love yourself. Wow. And, man, I, uh, I had no idea what that meant. But I got his number and, uh, and I text him, like, that night. And so I found out, too, that you're supposed to get a what's called a sponsor. Um, somebody kind of a mentor. Right. A sponsor, a mentor, a sponsor, a mentor, which is great to do, find somebody that's better than you, like I said. But uh, so anyway, I asked this guy. I was like, man, you'd be my sponsor. And, uh, you know, man, Chuck v, uh And, man, that dude, he walked me through some steps through the N.A. book, man. But more importantly, he became my friend, you know. And he became somebody that I could call and talk to. And he knew when I was fucking up, you know. I'd go to his house. I'd be, you know, fucked up, and he would know it. But he never made me leave. He never made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. He just loved me, you know. And uh, even when I went, when you know, when I got real bad, when I was in Nashville, I would get calls from him every now and then, just to tell me that he was. He would he, man. He told me this like probably a dozen times over. You know, three or four years. And i wouldn't hear from him much, but it was always the right time for some reason, but he would always he would call me and he would tell me, "I pray for you by name and your son. I pray for y'all by name every day, every morning and he told me that for years and uh, you know, and tragically, his son lost his battle um, a few months ago mm. and uh, and so uh, you know. Uh, but 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 Chuck did that, man. So yes, to answer your question, do I love myself today? Yes, um, I do, man. But but it took people loving like like that to love me until I could love myself, you yeah. know. Because yeah. I had no idea what that meant. That's you know, um, I had no idea what that meant back then. But I always thought I had to be perfect. That was another thing that that I think like organized religion. I guess organized religion, or maybe just me. I always thought everything had to be perfect, you know, in order for me to be happy. Yeah. And that's just, that's exhausting, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because nothing's ever perfect. Nothing's ever going to be good enough or nothing will always be right. You know, like there's always going to be something, man. Like I'm, you know, like there's all like, it's just, something's always going to be fucked up, man. And. Just accepting life. And that's life on life terms, man. You hear that and if you go to an AA meeting or anything, you hear life on life terms, man. And that's that's what you do. Man, just make peace with shit that's that's messed you up in the past and acceptance. Stay present, man. I don't I don't I definitely don't get caught up in the past today. Uh I'll get caught up in future. Like, I gotta do this soon. I wanna be here financially. That's my main
2: thing right now, is like I gotta get my money right, man. You know, do you think when you were in the hospital in Nashville and that laugh of that nurse, remember you said she was infectious. Yeah. Do you think that you became really close with her because she treated like a human again?
1: Oh, absolutely, man. She's my little blackbird, dude. That's what I call her. I, mm-hmm. I tell her she got a, her laugh was like a fucking blackbird. It's the most annoying thing <laughs> in the world. man. Like her office was upstairs and my bedroom in this place was downstairs and I could hear her. Through the air vent. And yeah. I remember, man, so at that time I was trying to, uh, I was coming off the, the, the pills from the hospital, so it wasn't really bad, yeah, whatever. But I was trying to get on this shot called Vivitrol, which you had to have all opiates out of your system for a certain number of days, so you got to go through withdrawals. Instead of getting on Suboxone, which, if you don't know anything about Suboxone, it's just another opiate, really, mm. that's legal, that they give to you, that helps you get off of, of stronger opiates. I've heard so, of that one. Which is a great, a great product uh, for a certain amount of time, but people get strung out on this shit, too, you know? Yeah. It's just a, something the doctor gives you. So, anyway, man, I was, I was really sick in the bed, and I could hear her laugh through the air vent, and she would come down and check on me, man. And absolutely, man, like, her laugh... Her laugh, like I, you know, man. We talk, we still talk, like we still text, man. Like, really? That's yeah, awesome, she's, man. she's, like, she's just one of those people, man. And I told her, like, she's battling uh, breast cancer right now. Damn. Like she just lost all her hair, man. But she's a fucking beast, dude. Like, I talked to her last week, man. We shoot texts back and forth, man. I, uh, there's a company called the Giving Keys that make, um, like, monogram little keychain necklaces. Mm-hmm. You can get words inscripted on them. It's a pretty cool company, man. They give some proceeds back for homeless. Uh, but so I got, you know, I got her a necklace. I sent her uh, <laughs> like two weeks ago because I call her my little blackbird. That's that's all I call her. She's a white lady, but she sounds like a blackbird, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I mailed her a little stuffed blackbird animal last week. She loved that shit, man. So, yeah, man. That laugh. Like, I love to laugh, man. I really do. I I take it too far sometimes. Like, I'll say some offensive shit. <laughs>
2: Nothing wrong with that. Trust me.
1: <laughs> I know y'all understand. Yeah.
0: I, I've listened to y'all enough to know y'all understand. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's we all need somebody. And it's unfortunate that some people feel so alone that they don't have that person that they can connect with. Yep. And if you're lucky enough to have people that care about you, you're better off than most people. Because a lot of people, like I said, are just drugging through life on their own. Yep. And they said they really noticed that during the pandemic, like a lot of people that were single or didn't have a family. And when they were isolated, they were like, man, I really need somebody. I miss that human connection. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we, as people were tribal, we need something. Absolutely. We need a pack. Yep. And like you said, you have your, your five people or, you mm-hmm. know, your men that are there for you. Like that's very beneficial. It's so beneficial. Absolutely. In life. Absolutely. Cause, Cause you know, you need, you, like I always say, like you don't want the crabs in the bucket. You don't want the people bringing you down. You don't want that negative energy. You want somebody that's going to tell you something positive and lift you up. Because it's like, why would you want to spend this precious little time with people that are full of shit and just (laughs) assholes? It's just, it's. I wonder if those people, obviously, there's probably something going on in their life and that's why they Mm. are the way they are. But I wonder if they're on their deathbed, do they regret the time that they wasted being shitty? You know, I, I wonder if they were like, man, I wish I could have been a better person instead of, you know, because sometimes like if you hang around people that are just negative all the time and then you start like straying away from them, you're like, I don't I don't want to be that. And then they get mad at you, but it's just like you, they just want people in their cycle. Mm-hmm. They just want people to keep being negative with them. They don't want to hear somebody to say something that bucks back at them because it it makes them look at themselves. Yeah. Yep. There's, you know?
1: there's, there's a lot of people like that. You know, uh, my grandmother was was like that. She was just a negative person, you know, and that just she got stuck in that cycle. Yeah. No, for no, no real reason, but just stuck in that negative. Something was always wrong. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: well, they usually say like, say your parents are, you know, how we are. You're a product of your environment. So they're a product of their environment. It's got to be a point where you're like, no, I don't want to be that way anymore. I got to break this generational curse. Yeah. It's not easy, though. Like I said, everything that we're talking about is easier said than none. Like, beating addiction is not easy. Beating, you know, being positive is not easy. If you're around a, you've always been consumed with negativity your whole life.
1: Yep. Man, I was, uh, there's this guy, Joe Dispenza. You ever heard of Joe Dispenza? I don't think mm. so. Yeah, there's this app, Gaia app. It's kind of got a bunch of just, uh, just documentaries and things like that, but more like um, cognitive behavior type things. And, it's called uh, Gaia? Gaia,
2: G-A-I-A. Someone, um. Some, I, I've seen that. Yeah. I, I've seen it on, I, I know what you're talking about. So,
1: uh, Joe Dispenza's got a, a series on there called Rewired, where he talks about um, rewiring your your neuroreceptors and like this whole thing, man, of the, the three different brains you have. So, 95% of our brain is subconscious. Mm. Like, we only operate out of 5% uh, conscious brain. Yeah. And uh, so, his whole thing is feelings thoughts, actions, something like that. So changing all three of those and how the, everything is connected and how if you you, you want to start changing how you act, first you have to change how you think, mm. okay? Or, or, or Yeah, you change how you think. <coughs> that became, begins to change how you feel, and then that begins to change how you act. So think, feel, act. And, man, he dives into all the neuroscience, like, like I'm thankful too. Part of my circle is smart men that can dumb shit down so I can understand. Yeah. So, I don't, they know all. But I was watching it today, and uh, you know, just going into that whole thing of, all right, you know, I don't like this way that I feel. I don't like this way that I'm acting. What? What? How do I start this process? You know, and it all starts with thinking, mm-hmm. believing. I can you know, like like me being me being in the. So down that I didn't think I could come back from this addiction. And somebody just with a little word sparking, maybe you can, maybe mm. you can, maybe you can, you know? Yeah. And then it just kind of, it's a snowball effect. So he said it takes, I think it was 10 days to kind of start rewiring some of your whatever waves this goes on with these thoughts. And he, it was really big on meditation, you know, like, like telling your mind, to chill the fuck out, let your body take over, and start rewiring stuff, man. And it's just, it's fascinating to me, man, like, to think about that kind of thing. You know, you get you get stuck in these ruts thinking that this is the way it is, this way it's always going to be, and you're going to be miserable, you know. Uh, and whatever that looks like for you, I don't know, but
0: it just all starts with how you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw this thing the other day, and it was like, Diet is just not what you eat. It's what you consume. Well, it's yeah. like who you hang around with, what you read, what yeah. you watch, what you listen to as far as music and stuff like that. I remember one time I was at work. It's probably like 2014. And I was dealing with something. And I was like, man, this is going to be a bad day because something went wrong. And then I was like, why am I thinking like that? It's like, no. There's just one incident in the day that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Don't think like the rest of the day is going to be shitty it's like they say if you see a yellow car you start seeing yellow cars <laughs> yeah. so like if you have like a negative thought and then you start speaking that i think if you speak stuff into existence it's true oh, too man like yep. you can manifest good or bad and if you're constantly thinking negatively and then you surround yourself around people like-minded you're going to think that way and then it's just going to be second nature yep you have like you said you got to break that fucking cycle you have to like I said, it's it's everything I'm saying is not easy, but it's something you have to constantly work at.
1: You no, know, no, it's not easy. Uh, change is not easy. Mm-hmm. There's there's a certain level of comfort that comes with complacency. Yeah. even if it's you're miserable, at least you know you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. If the fear of the unknown's always, yeah, you know. Uh, but man, I just you know for me, it it got it it got to be life or death. You know, like, like when I called the ambulance in the from that abandoned house, it was either, I knew I could lay there and die mm. in that fucking, on that, <laughs> on this abandoned, in this abandoned house, on this dirty ass mattress, just filth. Or, you know, my, I, I got a buddy that, that when he tells his story, man, he, he was, he was at a point, he was lay there and die or get up and live. Mm. That's your choice. That's your choice. You know, and when it comes down to that, it's easy. Yeah. Um, but then to, to to change from that mindset, there's always there's always pain and growth, man. That that um Mark Ma- uh Mark Manson, it's a book called uh, Everything's Fucked. Um and look, I would highly recommend this book, man. Um it's a, it's a book about hope. What's it book. called? It's called Everything is Fucked, Mark Manson. Mm. Uh.
0: I just had it this right here. I mean it it's incredible. Oh, you right. the subtle art subtle art subtle art of not, not
1: giving, giving a, a fuck, a fuck. Also. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I haven't made it to that one. So this one, man, like, dude, this guy <coughs> you know he said what this hope for the suffering that comes from freedom, the pain that comes from happiness, and the wisdom that comes from ignorance. Like, you know, man. He talks about not just hoping for shit, like acting, like being, act, like get better, you know, just do it.
2: Yeah, Because like, you know, what Tony was just said a second ago about manifesting things, good or bad. Mm -hmm. If you want to make change, you thinking positive things, you have to put, it's just not, it's just not going to appear like a genie's not going to make it there. You know, you have to take those steps. Even it's painful steps to to better yourself into getting those what you want, you know, like you yeah. have to put the work in to get yeah, there.
0: Absolutely, because <clears> you're sweat. gonna have a lot of failures onto the way to your goal, but you can't let them stumbling blocks stop yeah. you. You have to just keep trudging forward. You just have,
1: yeah, you got to keep going, man.
0: Like it's like that movie, uh, "What About Bob," and he was always like baby steps, just baby, baby steps. steps. Yep. And like you look at babies, like they fall down. They get back up, keep trying. Like, yeah. So, unfortunately, we as people sometimes, when we were older, we have people that knock us down, tell us we're not good enough. And those sometimes stick in your head and you're like, man, maybe I'm not. But if you could get to that point where you're just like, no, I'm just going to keep moving, I'm going to keep doing me, and then you reach or you attain what you're trying to get, it's going to be worth the, the struggles that you got, you know, took you to get to that point. But, like I said, it's just the point of first making that first initial step to try to be different than you had been. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that a lot of that, it's like a lot of inward. You got to figure out, do I want to continue down this path or do I want to go down a different path? And self-reflection man, self, like just being like, am I the problem? Am I the reason why I'm not happy with my life? It's not easy, you know?
1: (laughs) No, it's not.
0: It's easy to blame people. Like, oh, man, my family fucked me up. Or, you know, this person didn't give me this opportunity. You know, fuck them, you know? Man, I blame my dad for
1: everything until five years ago, probably. You know, it's always somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. You know? It's much easier to blame somebody else than to look, like you said, look inward.
0: Yeah. You you can't always have a a victim mentality. No. No, you can't. Like I said, there are only thing you really can control is you you can control what comes out of your mouth your behaviors your actions you can't really control other people so as long as you realize that and then you're like okay this person did this to me but i'm not going to let them i'm not going to let them derail what i want to do or make me go down their path i don't want to be like that person i want to be a better example so you just got to do man yep. you just got to start if you're going to you know, you say you're going to, and if you say you're going to do something, fucking do it. Because you're going to look like the boy who cried wolf. Because nobody's going to want to be around a person that, oh man, uh, I didn't get to do it because of this. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, fuck off, man. Like, everybody yeah. has a reason why they can't do something. Yep.
1: You know? And I just, uh, I just made a statement on social media. I'm taking August off. So, no social media the whole month mm. of August. And I put it out there. Someone's gonna <laughs> see your. I don't want to be the fucking. I'm not crying, fucking wolf. <laughs> yeah. You know, but 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 part of me was like, I'm not gonna tell anybody. You know? I'm taking <laughs> off so I can sneak back on and check shit. But i I need to take off. Like I need to not do it. But you're right, man. Like nobody wants to listen to your bullshit. Just fucking do something. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: my buddy Nick. Um, he said that he had he took off uh, Instagram and Facebook off his like the apps off his phone because like he would always catch himself looking yeah, at it like was he was ridiculous. like you know chilling whatever. Yeah damn yeah. Bob. Yeah. you know and yeah. like 30 so seconds decades. later it's like damn yeah like, and it's
1: so it's so bad dude like and you know i live by myself man i don't i don't have a girlfriend like this you know instagram's my girl yeah. but i'm breaking up with that bitch i tried yeah. i tried dating apps recently man how does that go for that you? shit was a fucking nightmare
0: do but, you feel this like when you're on there like you'll match with somebody so obviously they found you attractive then you'll, they'll, like, say, were you on Tinder or Bumble? I did both. Man. Okay. <laughs> so, like, say Bumble, for example. And Grinder not just <laughs> So, say Bumble, for example. Like, the woman has to message you first. Yeah, yeah that's what I like. Okay. Validate so me, bitch. They'll message you, and they'll be like, hey, how are you? Or, we're hi. And then you'll message them, and then it's just crickets after that.
2: Yeah, they man. don't say shit yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. for, like, two days. Now, granted, Tony told me she probably has, like, 100 dudes probably that she so, probably man. has to go through. <laughs> yep. And, like, and I was like, man, but what the fuck? Like we having like a, or like conversation, go back and forth for like a day or two. Right. And then you, she leaves you on, you know, it's her move yeah, or yeah, whatever it's yeah. called <laughs> on, the, on the app. i was like, Dude, that, <laughs> and then like seven days later, Oh, that was great. I had fun that weekend. I was like, <laughs> I asked you how your weekend was like six yeah. weeks ago. What are you
0: talking about? I just think that unfortunately, I don't think a lot of them know how to have conversations.
1: Well, nobody does anymore.
0: They yeah. like, need like, to read the book
1: like, I'm reading that Tony got yeah, me. Like everybody, <laughs> like I don't know how to, come to have a conversation either. Like I met, I met one girl off of uh, one of them, and it was not. It was just awkward for mm-hmm. like, and I bought her dinner, and that was it, man. Yeah. But, but the rest, of, like I talked to a few men, and it's like. Some girl the other day got offended of some joke I put on social media, and I'm like, bitch, like you think that's bad <laughs> like we hadn't even really talked yet, yeah, you know? like yeah. it gets a lot worse, so I stopped that. some other girl uh I said something that you know it's just like i don't oh oh this other girl found out she knew I was in recovery, she was i guess she's in recovery, found out I used cannabis, and like oh,
0: she judge you for that so
1: like man we so I was I've known who this girl is for, like, over a year. Uh, This isn't from a dating website, but this is a good story. So I've known this girl for over a year. Uh, Followed her on Instagram. I used to message her. She finally got to the point where she messaged me back, like, eight months ago. And uh, she's in recovery. I was in recovery. Whatever. Beautiful girl. Like, we looked like we would fit well, you Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) Super, like, you know, picture, picture, whatever. we are texting back and forth. Everything's cool, man. We like joking around, but we never talk on the phone. I was like, I don't want to talk to you until I meet you in person. You know, I'm like trying to be romantic and some kind of weird, whatever kind of vibe. And uh, so she's going to come in town to a couple weekends ago, right? And so we talk on the phone like two nights before she's going to come in town for the first time. We talk, and her voice is beautiful, man. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) yeah." So uh, we talk for like an hour. It's great, man. We're laughing. She's a smart ass. I'm a smart Whatever. She talks about her son who's living with her, who might, I think he smokes weed, and how she doesn't see anything wrong with cannabis, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. And so the next morning, like the day that she's coming, like we're going downtown to eat and watch the sun, whatever. I text her, and I'm like, it was great to finally talk to you. Because she'd been wanting to talk for a few weeks, months, and I'm just blowing it off. Um, <laughs> and I was like, it was great to talk to you. I'm so glad you're okay with cannabis, blah, 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 see you tonight. Nothing. Like, noon, I call her, no answer. And then I'm, it hits me like, fuck, this, this fucking. So she texts me something about, uh, I didn't know you used marijuana in my experience. And I just, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I just stopped reading right there because mm. I don't care about your experience. Um this you know, you've been talking to me for a year. Yeah. It's been cool. But now because of this, you don't even come have dinner? Like for real? No. Hey, like, she saved you some money. Yeah, I would yeah, true, true. You're but right. You're think- right. She did save me money because I would have bought her dinner, man, and, and I don't need like I don't have time for that either. But but like we got along and like you're gonna just
2: because I use cannabis. I'll she's, she's like you use the marijuana. You, <laughs> she you are said, She used the she, she used the marijuana
1: maintenance. Is what recovery people. You're on marijuana maintenance. You're going to relapse. So is she here. sober from alcohol
0: or, or man, what? man? She was on. Uh, you know, she was on hard like like. Uh, she was methed. I think. So say like she was on meth, and she's trying to date somebody. Does she want somebody to judge her? I for guess what so. She did, her past or <laughs> I whatever. I mean, you know, like that's, that's the not thing. You no, know,
3: it's
1: not fair. It's not fair. And. It's close minded and and you know it's uh, it's a it's a, it's a, it, it's, a uh, it's a learned behavior to me it's like you' get in that recovery game for too long man or, or a religious group for too long. And you forget how to actually think for yourself yeah all right let's step back all right I've been talking to this guy for a year. He's obviously come a long way from sticking a needle in his neck maybe mm. maybe he's cool. So what if he smokes a little weed every now and- but you know what at the end of the day she saved me money and whatever it's her loss yeah, yeah absolutely who yeah. doesn't want to you know <laughs> exactly 47 year old drug addict to date? you know
0: yeah i mean that's <laughs> just i don't know that to me that's a trivial thing not to talk it so is later. man it's just like
1: i don't like dating a man whew, i don't even know how to do that though
0: well i think uh there's too many options out there like everybody has all these apps and yeah. And You know, even can use Instagram. People use Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. for, you know, dating. So I think there's too many options for people. And sometimes people overvalue themselves too, I think. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) a a good way to put it, overvalue.
2: Well, like we have a friend, and when he was single, he would post pictures of, like, him doing things. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the picture would be with him and his daughter or, you know, or whatever. And he told me that. He noticed that he got more likes from girls when it was a picture of him and his daughter like and they would message him like "He's such a good dad and this he's like okay i'm just me and my daughter eating ice <laughs> yeah, cream yeah didn't know it was gonna be such a and he was like wait a minute so then he posted another one and he's and he noticed that it's same thing oh yeah yeah so he's like damn this is really really i need to stop doing this and so he he, he did it for a minute but he stopped doing it though yeah. so, but like you know, they see that in a like, it's like thirst trapping, but with your daughter, but unintentionally or whatever. Right. Like
1: they're trying to be a good girl, you know, Yeah, a good girl, like your daughter. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, like this month I'm going to spend all social media. I'm, I don't, I'm going to fill my time with like going down rabbit holes and music podcast, but I'm kind of excited, man. Cause I, I do, man. I get wrapped up in like everybody, man. Like who liked my shit, who looked at my video. Yeah. Mm. You know, like that article, man, I really thought, like, these girls are going to be beating my door down. I got, like, three friend requests from gay men. And
3: I mean, <laughs>
0: it, it was an epic sale. They were good-looking guys, though, so at least there's uh, that, you know? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. it's uh, social media is a uh, – I don't know. Like, it's such a new thing. It seems like it's been around forever, but it's really not that old.
2: How old my was MySpace? Space? Yeah, I'm from I'm MySpace. <laughs> so maybe? what was before, before MySpace?
0: friendster or something like yeah I, rem- mm-hmm. I see
2: i, I think yeah. myspace was the first one i got yeah and then i got facebook and then i got instagram i finally got snapchat like maybe three or four years ago only and i barely ever use it because like when it shows you your memories from like the math mm-hmm. before it'd be like one thing yeah. you know like <laughs> shit i want to get
1: when i get back on like facebook's cool all right i like instagram because i follow you know
2: like i got rid of all the Booty shakers, yeah. I mean, most of the booty shakers I got rid of. Okay, it's like but, I have friends that send me pictures yeah. of the booties and yeah, shit. Yeah. So it's like it's hard I don't need to follow look. them because they're gonna send it to me anyways. Yeah, and I need to free up a bunch of <laughs> lo- uh, follows before like, when I'm doing yeah. searching Where, for guests for podcasts. You know, you Where, know, like, like yeah. So when I go
1: back to it, I'm gonna clean mine up even more, man. But uh, I, I like. I mean, TikTok
2: looks like it's kind of fun. Yeah, for like TikTok, goofy shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You said yesterday on some one of the podcasts that, you know, in, in Asia and stuff like that, they use TikTok for like learning. Here, we use it for dances and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Like. Yeah. Well, Americans aren't going to learn
1: anything. <laughs> like that too, Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they
0: say generally like people on TikTok and like China are using it for like be engineers, sure. and doctors, and stuff like that. And, for a while here, I think it is kind of changing now. But it was like stupid dances because I mean, yeah. mainly geared towards kids. But yeah. now you can find out how like yeah, there's, do there's certain so, things yeah. that you never knew existed. There's some like
1: cooking. Like I love to cook, man. Like cooking is a big one of my big hobbies. But I've seen some uh, cool shit on you know little at home cooking. Oh know, yeah, things on TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. And it's condensed down version, too. It's like the the cliff notes. The the best is,
2: yeah, it's like 30 seconds or a minute long, like an Instagram video or something. Like I saw today, how do you cut a lemon when you're about to use it?
1: Uh, I go, all right, the end's here. Yeah. I go like that. Okay. And then I flip it on at the end of it and go, bap, bap, bap. Okay. Wrong? Am I wrong?
2: I'm with you. That's how I did it until I saw this video today. (laughs) So they stick like... um. You yeah, they hold the they hold they have the lemon, right, in their yep, hand. Yep. And they you know on the end where the little butt thing is, uh-huh. they push something in there and it's go like this and then they squeeze the lemon like this to get the juice out. They don't even cut the lemon. Oh, so don't cut it. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm am when I go to Kroger tomorrow, I'm definitely buying a lemon just to try you know, this. I keep lime in my water. Yeah, like, mm. like it's like and I learned that I was like if that actually works the way that guy just showed me, yeah. like I'm my mind's be blown. Yeah. You know, like there was
1: something uh, the 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 little juice boxes when we used to get the straws yeah. that are bent at the top. This TikTok video I saw had it sticking in the other way. It fucking made me so
2: mad when I saw that. <laughs>
1: Where the bent part goes all the way across the bottom, That makes sense. I'm like, "Motherfucker, we've been lied to our whole <laughs> life." Like those,
0: those ice cream, not ice cream. What are they call those little Free swaps, yeah, just break break it. Yeah. it in
2: yeah, half. Yeah, just like, break it in half. I was like, man, yeah. I'm looking at some <laughs> of this stuff. I'm like, how did I not know that? How the, yeah, how the fuck did I not know that? The, 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 the most helpful one I've seen recently is when you're draining the, your pasta from, like, when you cook it to get the water out. Uh-huh. You put the thing in the pasta. You put the little. Was that a little just plastic draining. thing? Yeah. You put it in there oh, and you flip and it over flip like that this. Over. That makes sense. So then so then, yeah. the, all the pasta goes into the drain and the water goes out. Yeah. I was sense. like, oh, my God. Here we are doing like this, pouring <laughs>
1: like this. <laughs> but, man, people always come up with some way to one up the last way. Yeah.
0: I saw something the other day that was like, how many times before the Internet did you were told something and you used to believe it would be factual? And then now you have the internet and you're like, oh, that person lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause like back in the day, people could bullshit all they oh, wanted yeah. to. I and mean, you had no way of finding out if they're truthful or not. Now you have the internet I'm like, oh no, nah, you're wrong.
2: You, you know mean? the thing on the, on bridges, that you see that little metal spark, the metal parts on the bridge, like when you're going over the, like over a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's part of the suspension, I guess, so if the bridge collapses, uh-huh. it cooks, right? So the bridge doesn't fall. My brothers told me that that's for high speed chases. They activate a button and <laughs> and the car goes flying. Like, and I try to tell him this one. And he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You believe that? I believed it this uh, forever. For, are these older brothers? They have to be older. They have to be older. He's like, "No, man. I think that's gotta be some kind of construction yeah. or something." I'm Unless like, "No jet He's like, "He's like it? no, like it, it it activates spikes and the tire." He's like, "Over a bridge." Oh.
1: <laughs> Send them. Man, so we, I was in high school, and this was 92, 93. I had a Mustang, not a 5.0. Mm. Wasn't that cool? But it was a drop top. Yeah. I, it's kind of like vanilla ice. <laughs> I really like Marky Mark more. But I was, so I had this Mustang. It was wintertime. A buddy of mine's dad had a heart attack. He was in West Memphis. So I'm going to get him. Uh, this is before cell phones. I think it was before, like, he might have had a pager back then. But So I'm driving over the bridge to get him, and I hit a patch of ice in my. Car, the Mississippi Bridge, my car starts spinning and I go head on into the side of the fucking bridge. Oh, Jesus. And hit the uh, whatever, guardrail, whatever, and my car bounced back. Dude, that's just the scariest. Like, before you said something about the bridge, I started, yeah, man, that damn. scared the shit out of me, man. That was a crazy, and then I just drove off. Everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I went got my buddy, though. I think I just went home. Yeah, I, yeah that'd they, be, I'd be. I'd probably be. I'll never up forget. By that. Never forget that feeling, man. Oof.
2: I'd be like, Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm not coming, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Just page me. Yeah. I'll call you when I get back home because I'm not cell phone." think I paid, like
1: page them nine one one to call you because I'm not going. Man, downtown is really shaped up. Yeah, it really has, man. Buddy. Really yeah, buddy. Really, I haven't been down there in like five years until recently, man. This shit is they, crazy. You,
2: got, you know, you got the Hyatt rooftop going bumping. Yeah. You know, you got that bar up there. You got the the rooftop You got barware Now you have a new speakeasy So you know where uh, 409 South Main uh-huh. is Like it used to be uh, Puck Hall right Yeah So you're looking at the front door On the side On this road right here There's a, there's a door back here Somewhere you, you go through that door To get to the speakeasy oh, It's wow. called cool. Lucky Cowboy Or Lucky saw, Star Or something it. like yeah, that it's a,
1: Yeah, yeah. like I'm not a big cowboy kind of guy But, but it, it looks like fun, A cool ass right? place Yeah man. I
2: saw it And I was like Damn, we should have I was I was out last night and I was yeah. but and I was like you want to go check this place out and they were like no, not really. I was like all right, we could, maybe next time. Yeah. And she's like we, it it's new so it's going to be really busy. Let's just go next like, a couple weeks. I was like all right.
1: I haven't I mean I haven't been anywhere downtown. Like my that's my driver's license is still suspended. So I got two DUIs in Nashville almost 2 years ago. Both drug charges, two weekends in a row. And um so anyway, my finally get my license back in like six weeks, dude. I haven't driven in two years, man. So yeah. my my sphere of influence is like Ubers from Highland to work or Highland when I was at Lucese's there and now like I, I stay on that block, man. So if you need to know anything about college age kids, I got you.
2: Oh, That's the true. Bluff is on fire. they open it Wednesday, Thursday, I'm Friday. i too fucking old. old <laughs> and then I wasn't talking about for us to go hang uh, out okay. and party. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I was. <laughs> I Never mind now. But, I mean, like, you know, they're closed three days a week. Yeah, Their big night is Thursday, which is – Thursday has always been the big night on Highland, even when I worked down yeah, there. Yeah. Where did um, you work? Uh, Highland Q. Did you? Mm-hmm. And Liquid How long Lounge. ago? So this was 2000. Oh, no. Man. Yeah, so this is Highland Q – Liquid Lounge and Double Deuce when it was gotcha. not the one original one on by Walker, by Tiger Inn, uh. by the bookstore. And uh, it was always Thursday night was the bump at night. Yeah. But, like, I went to meet a coworker, uh, I had to give him some, some beer I had in my car for him to swap for me. And I was like, I just looked in the door, and, dude, it was nothing but, like, I mean, I was like, is anybody checking ID? You know, like you just, you just start either, feeling man. like you're like, man. and you know, they got bouncers, you know, they got bouncers. But then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, he's like 32 or 33, right? And I'm like, bro, what are you doing here, man? Like, just come get this beer on my car. Let me get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's like, no, we're going to hang out for a little while. And I'm like, dude, I don't think these bouncers are. I mean, these girls aren't eighteen, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "No, you are just old as fuck." <laughs> That's the difference, bro. He's probably right. And I go, bro. I go. Yeah. He goes, he goes. Think about it, man. Like when you were, when you were thirty, you're right? When you were that age, you thought you looked old as fuck being in the yeah, bar. Yeah. And here we are. I was like, man, I get it though. Like living at Holland Road, man. I got like
1: the pool. Like I, I, I bro, feel, it's fucking ridiculous, man. These girls are like. I can't. I mean, they, they're 18, 19 years old, man. I feel like, like, you know, I just, I feel like the hall monitor. Like, yeah, put some fucking clothes on. Yeah, I just, man, like that whole, that area. No, I mean, it's great. I'm yeah. so glad they have it. It's
2: nice. Yeah. You don't need to be, my age living over there. Nah. Like, we're <laughs> too old for that, I think. Yeah. One of my friends was going to get a place there, and I was like, you were Highland Row. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. And he was like, He's like, yeah, the one. I was like, I know what it is. I was like, dude, you're too old. Yeah,
1: I was he, like, no, I would just move back to the city. I, I, and I knew, yeah, no,
2: no, you're fine because yeah. you don't, you know, you could get away with it. This guy can't. Yeah, <laughs> he just looks
1: it. Dude, I, yeah, but 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 they stuck me on a floor, right? I think they did this shit on purpose. So my two neighbors on each side of me, were like, really old, like 65. When mm. I was on a walker, the other one's just weird as fuck. And I'm like, what are they trying to tell me, man? Yeah, they bitch. definitely put you there. Yeah. Oh, this is the only apartment available, sir. <laughs> but it's got a pool view. But this is the man's floor, so sorry. Yeah, but you know, every, I mean, the, the workers are cool, but it's a, it's, it's young man. I'm too like I want to get like midtown. I really want to get
2: downtown now. Yeah, know? downtown's on fire, bro. Yeah, down- yeah,
1: if I stay in the city, you know, <clears throat> Nashville was beautiful though, man. Yeah, I love
2: Nashville. Nashville has a lot going on, and you know, there's like what nine nine cranes currently up in it, the city. It, it, the whole time I was there, there were crane- that many cranes. Down and there. I saw an article one of my buddies posted that lives there, like from like Nashville Times or whatever they call yeah. it. You know. They're building, it's like 17 more high, not, I don't know if they're high rises, mm-hmm. but like either high, ri- apartment high rises yeah. or hotel Dude, they high got rises. so many and- Like the hotel we went, we stayed at, that's when we were there. It was like $425 a night. I was like, no, like, and, you know, we ended up getting it for like,
0: no, it was $725 a night. A set, oh, Man.
2: And we ended up getting, like, normal rate. But, like, dude, like, or, you know, I think it was, like, I forget what it was, like, 239 or something. But I just remember, like, man, that's really expensive for one night of a hotel room. Stupid.
1: And they, they, they really, man, it's crazy how much money they dumped in. And even, like, the gentrification of all the, like, they just torn shit down, building these shotgun homes. Yeah. Going every direction from downtown. Like, it's. It's nuts, man. The traffic's terrible, though. Their interstate infrastructure system. So they were they've been working on it forever, but it just no wasn't strong enough to handle.
2: I, they and, make, and they they've been making stronger or bigger oh yeah, or whatever yeah, they're on doing do because, something. with all the people that are coming in there, you know, just just Broadway itself, those bars right there from wherever it starts where the bars start all the way to the river, you know, where uh, Hard Rock is and Acme yeah. across the yeah. other side. That little fucking what two or three blocks? Three blocks, I think. Does forty percent of that city's alcohol revenue because on their on-premise team. I'm like Jesus Christ! We, a lot of alcohol, and, alcohol and we don't do n- we do yeah. like we do like twenty percent like of all of downtown. Damn. So yeah, it's like they're fucking murdering it. It's fun,
0: but I it's mean, it's crazy. It's happening. expensive. Yeah. So what was it like? Were you homeless here or only in Nashville? Um, I spent a you know,
1: Nashville, Nashville. I mean, I wasn't homeless here, like, for a couple of months. I've been in and out of hotels, but, mm. uh, but it's, like, true. So, you know, I guess, yeah, you could say both. But the, the the worst of it was definitely in Nashville.
0: So what was the the transition or the, the time when you're like, fuck, I don't have any place to go? Like, what was that um. So that that was
1: in Nashville when I uh, when I got kicked out of that out of the uh, the sober living house and I really you know it was it, I failed a drug test I was getting high in a sober living house you know mm-hmm. so I, fuck I got nowhere to go I started crashing on couches and uh, you know at the time I had a few decent friends that let me crash but then I was I was just so bad off man I would dude I was I was just. You know, doing whatever I had to do for money. Like I could, being it's fucked up, man. Being white, looking decent, you can walk into a mall or any store and stick something in your pocket or in your pants and walk out. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's just fucked up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it worked for me for a long time, and uh, so I used to just, I would get up in the morning, I would go do that, I would take whatever I got and go get my dope, and that's how I lived my life for a long time.
2: You know? Did you just keep the dope and the stuff you? Took? Yeah,
1: I would take I would
2: take orders, man,
1: from him. Oh, All like what they wanted, like what he wanted, what his family wanted. Like, like I, 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 ugh. <laughs> I was good though, man. Like, you know, I I would walk in, I would have khakis on, a button down on, my hair looked nice, my glasses looked nice. I would get a big ass bag, and I would just load the clothes in, and I would walk the fuck out. Wow! And I never ever 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 got stopped?
2: You know, like when you're leaving like, well, I don't even know if Abercrombie still a store, like, but like say gap and stuff like that, those sensors at the doors uh-huh. right there, yeah. they only go to like right here. So all you have to like, hold, <laughs> hold over your, like, you know, yeah. as you're leaving. Yep. Cause I remember when I worked at Abercrombie, I had a few friends that we used to come there and they would just take a bunch of shit off the racks and yeah. they would yeah. just, you know, they would have bring a bag, yeah. you know, and just load it up. And, we don't. We're not paying attention. we have eighteen year old kids. Like yeah. we're not gonna. Who, who the fuck are we? And I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not I ain't been, I'm, chasing I'm, nobody. Yeah, you, know, you know, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm working the register, and they, and they just say, "Hey, what's your later level?" They got a full ass bag. I'm yeah. like, oh fuck. <laughs> and they're holding the bag the right, way because they know where the sensitive yeah, level yeah. is, right? So it's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's smart, mean, motherfuckers. Man. I mean, that you know.
1: Theft of everything. There's, yeah. like, people breaking in cars in our apartment kind of play. But, man, it all, it, no matter what you do, it's coming back on you, man. Yeah. Like, I stole so much shit from malls and stores, and I lost everything. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I went to rehab with a backpack with, like, one change of clothes. Like, my, you know, I, I mean, it was crazy what I, could, what I took. But, you know, it all, I mean, it all comes back to you. It all comes back on you.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's um, it's got to be. Like a weird feeling, like you grow up, you're in a home, you know, you always have like comfort, a roof over your head, and then to be like one day you're like, you don't have those luxuries. Yeah, anymore. man.
1: So, so yeah, so by my 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 I was privileged as a kid. Yeah, you know, my dad started a business when I was the year I was born. Uh He was successful, so we went from. You know, a normal house in Whitehaven to so a pretty big house in South Haven. Uh, graduated from Harding Academy, never had a want, never had a need, never had, any, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, my family, had they had issues, whatever. Yeah, You know, nothing bad. Like, always had everything, you know. And then graduated high school, went to Harding University to play football. My girlfriend here got pregnant. We got married, got a little house, went to work for my dad. That didn't work out. Started a restaurant, got some investors, started another one. Still had money. That didn't work out. And then, and, then, and then you fast forward, you know, a failed marriage thrown in there and some other shit thrown in there. And, and then all of a sudden you're fucking at the bottom, mm. like the bottom, bottom, you know, like nothing. And you're just like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, but it took what it took, man. Like, like, you know, man, I mean, I was my son's little league football coach in, when he was like 10 years old, you know, back 2005, 6, 7. Like, I was a little league football coach, man. I was at school all the time taking him lunch, you know. I mowed my grass. I had a business. I went to church. I went to the gym. I did everything that your normal person did. And I wasn't miserable. I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. I wasn't fulfilled. I was still searching for something at that phase of my life, you know. Like, like this can't be what the rest of my life is going to be like, just getting up and going to work. And, you know, I wasn't planning on ruining my life with, 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 uh, narcotics, you know, I wouldn't plan on pain pills taking over. Um, but it was kind of like the perfect storm. Like I'm dealing with this, uh, my, my restaurants failing. So I'm dealing with the fucked up mental state from that, you know, the spider bite. And then they give me this, this pill that just cured everything, man. It just made me like, I remember the first one I ever took, I was sitting in a coffee shop in South Haven and, uh, I knew the restaurants were closing. So I was writing out a business plan, because I was going back to work for my dad, and the last thing I wanted was just go to work for my dad and get a paycheck. So I'm writing man. out this business plan of how, you know, I'll get my accounts, and uh, we'll just split the pro- – whatever. I'm writing out this business plan. And that pill kicked in, man, and I just felt like this warmth come over. And mm. it was just like – and, dude, so that was 2009. By 2012, when I first went to rehab, I mean, I was stealing. And then it got even worse. Like, I was stealing from my dad's company, you know, thousands mm. of dollars. I was uh, stealing from people, you know, like, mainly you know, mainly business. But um, just horrible shit, man. And then I'd get sober for a minute, and then I would relive all that shit, and I'd beat myself up some more. And then I'd get high again because... Look what you did and look what you did and look what you did man I can't do that shit anymore. Like I know what I've done. Uh I just can't live there. And Right. You know man some people hate me. I mean they have a right to hate me, you know. They don't I don't I don't blame some people, you know. I've done some horrible shit. Uh but it is what it is man. I can't change it. And I can't I can't hide from this, you know. Like I'm not I'm not the type of guy just to go I made it through. I'm just going to slide into these meetings a couple times a week and pick up my next year chip and maybe sponsor somebody. I don't know, man. I, don't, I just don't operate like that for some reason. And so, like, I just I have an opportunity to share my story. I'm going to do it. So I'm glad you guys.
0: So were you good know. at hiding being on being addicted for a while? Uh, at first, I was great at it, man.
1: So I tell you, what, here's how. Yeah, man. So when my addiction started. Um was the same time that they were opening up, uh, Josh Bearden, who was my best friend, passed away a heart attack. He was big yeah. as Hulk, man. He was the reason I asked where when you worked, where you work, we were at the Holland Q one night and uh I gone in the car, smoke a joint with somebody, and we come walking, but Josh was a big fighter, never started fights, and like three windows were broken out of Holland Q. And was when like, was this? This was ninety seven.
2: Oh, okay. Ninety
1: six, ninety seven. And so, I'm walking back up from RP tracks, and I see the windows busted out, and I see people pouring out, and I'm like, fuck. I knew exactly who it was. So, I'm running there. He's under a pool table, man. And like, people are kicking him, hitting him with pool sticks, and he comes out with pool balls in his hands and starts throwing them. Hit one guy, broke his jaw. And so, we end up grabbing him, take him home. Anyway, this is a good story about that guy. He's a great guy. Um, so, him and Scott Craig opened up the Soda CrossFit, 2008-ish, um, and... And then you know I'm in, think I'm in decent shape doing my little circuits yeah. at the Soto Athletic Club down there, and um, so uh, you know we started CrossFit and I was taking pills at the time, and then uh, then started on the Roxy's. But I would we would we'd work out at four o'clock in the afternoon, and I would snort a pill right before I went and worked out. I mean I looked like I had like I said man I was in great shape. Uh, I was strong. I could lift a lot. I. Could, couldn't run very well, so I hid it, you know. And, and but I, my whole life, anything I had hidden behind my humor, like I want to make you laugh, so you think I'm okay, and yeah. And then how it looked, you know, like you know, I look back even when my restaurants were doing well, man. I I was I was still just it was all at that point it was all about me, mm. uh, and I've always hidden behind the way I looked and. So for a long time I was I was good at it until it caught up with me, you know. Um and then it went from being in great shape to you know, when when you move to sticking a needle in your body, it it, it gets dark, you know. Uh there was uh, yeah, I was homeless in Memphis, uh, you know. We li- I lived out of my car for for a while and crashing in hotels on people's couches. Uh and, um, uh, and it, it went from being in great shape to just being skinny and looking like a bag of bones. Uh, but I always, for some reason, you know, my diet always stayed somewhat like I just, I kept a hold of that. Like I'm at least going to eat well, you yeah, know, it's, it's fucking weird. Like I'm going to drink water and I'm going to eat well, even though I'm sticking needles in my body. You mm. know? And that might be the only reason I made it though, honestly, man,
0: yeah, you know? yeah, Probably, man, that's you know, like damn. addiction is a weird thing, man. It's like some people can do something and it doesn't bother them either alcohol or whatever, you know, and then some people just something in their yeah. brain it just
1: and I, and i'm not I'm not fucking with alcohol man i I've relapsed on alcohol before, I was like, I'm just gonna drink, and that like consuming alcohol clouds my judgment mm. it, it makes me think in a way that's not it's not it doesn't work for me you know so I don't want to go out and get drunk and if I get drunk I'm gonna do cocaine mm. if I do yeah. cocaine I'm going to want to come down I'm probably gonna do pills or fentanyl yeah you know? that's how I, that's how I'll operate cannabis I don't man I, I just get so sick of people putting it in the same category yeah you know like yeah, even with you know like take like this, this ayahuasca thing. I've been researching that for months, and I want to have that spiritual experience. You know, I want to get deeper within myself and see what's there. Mm-hmm. You know, like knowing that we we operate out of the five five percent of our conscious brain. There's ninety five percent that that's our subconscious, and we have these memories that pop up. These thoughts that pop up out of nowhere from our subconscious. What else is in there, you know? Yeah. Like this whole, I don't know, man. I'm just, kind of, I'm just kind of starting to move towards, it's not about getting fucked up, you know? It's about expanding what I have inside me. Better understand me. Better understand you. Better understand this universe. I mean, what's the problem?
0: Yeah, it's like they tell you it's a medicine. It's not a drug. And most of the medicines that you do is not for recreational purposes. Like when you do ayahuasca, there's a good percentage of people that puke, oh, cry, yeah, vomit, yeah. shit themselves, yep. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not fun. It's you know? no,
1: it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, but it's what comes with this. It's what comes after that, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like the puking, the shitting. I did that shit
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, you know, yeah. like <laughs> I have a
0: buddy of mine and he's done a complete 180 since he's did his ayahuasca mm-hmm. journey. And like now he's like more focused on his fitness and his yeah. life and you know, he's more dialed in. And there's some people that will do it and they don't do the work that comes with it. And that's what anything though. Yep. Like if you have a you read a book and you're not implement what you read, what's the point of reading the book? Yeah. So it just depends on how you use the tools that you're given. Yep.
1: And and you know, man, I don't I, the beautiful part about coming out of this whole addiction thing is the 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 grace the compassion i have for everyone like yesterday we're painting this (laughs) and do or scraping this house uh with the service over with the sos people and the the grandmother lives at the house with her grandson who's he's on fentanyl and she's on the front porch telling me his some of his story and you know he comes out he comes to the door he's got like like white powder on his nose and uh just you know nodding off or whatever but but an hour later, he comes back out and gets me. He's like, Hey, can I talk to you? Go inside. We sit down. He's like, Man, I'm tired. You know, he's like, I'm tired. I'm, I want to get off this. So it's like, Man, I'll make some calls, you know. So hopefully tomorrow he'll be going to a detox. But, you know, that from that article that came out, I've had, I've gotten two people into a detox, you know. Um, that's amazing. So, you know, man, that's that's what it's about, you know, like, you come through anything and you can use that as part of your, of helping others, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a privilege to do it
2: really. Yeah. You, uh, you should definitely try to share your, <clears throat> excuse me. You should definitely try to share your story as much as you can. Yeah. Because listening to you talk and somebody else is gone, gone through what you have. They can see this hope. Yeah. And, Cause you know, yep. if it just, if I just met you, and didn't know any backstory or anything. I would never have thought you had you had gone through all that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: and that you know, I
1: mean, I get people all the time when I tell them my story, or, or you don't look like a drug addict. Yeah. Well, oh, what the fuck do I look like, man? You know, like <laughs> yeah. I know, like I mean, but okay, I don't look like a drug addict, but I am, and I'm a bottom feeding drug addict that would steal anything to do in, to get my to get my fix, man. You know, like I lost I lost sight of reality i lost sight of every type of uh moral or belief or anything i had man nothing mattered but dope Mm. like nothing like i've given up shit that there's no there's no forgiveness for man
0: you know yeah um there's just not man and so so what is um so like you mentioned that guy that's doing fentanyl how is that (laughs) How are they doing it, and then people do it with Coke or, like, ODing on
1: it then? You know, I mean, fentanyl in the purest form, you can't even do, really. So it just depends on what it's cut with um, in your body, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, and sometimes even the cocaine now has fentanyl in it. There's people dying. You're right. There's people dying from doing Coke. And you, that doesn't normally happen. Yeah, you, know, you might think you're going to have a heart attack, but you don't. You know, your heart doesn't stop. But it's just, man, I, I don't know. Like
0: what does the high feel like of fentanyl? Is it kind of like? Is it like the opiate or it like is, the um, heroin?
1: Or? It is. It is. It's similar. I mean, it's not as long of lasting. Um, but it's that euphoric feeling. You know, like your body gets numb. Mm. Um. You know, some people they like the uppers. I like the downers. Yeah, um, but you never get that high. Like, like the best high I ever had was off of the five milligram more tabs. My body got nothing. I mean, the first time you ever did time, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you start shooting though The first time you stick a needle in your arm, that's a fucking crazy, incredible feeling. Um, and you know, I've, I mean, I've shot it all. I've uh, done it all. Um, so, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, man, it's like, what is it? you know like you run like i was just running from something and that's what got me you know some people is gambling some people is sex Mm -hmm. some people is making money uh you know
0: yeah i think we all have demons some of ours are just louder than others yeah you know like um but yeah like it's i've always heard that like a lot of people will get hooked on pills, and then they' can't, either can't get the pills or the pills are too expensive and then they'll resort to heroin because it's a cheaper yep. version of it, and then that usually ends up taking them out no, over no. time and I don't know also I wonder if it's too like some people that quit and they'll get back on they thought they could do what they used to be able oh, that, to do, yeah, and then that
1: happens a lot man. yeah you see that a lot um, you know when, once you're in this lifestyle or <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> whatever you want to call it, like you, you see like every week somebody. You know, you see somebody dying somewhere that that you used to know, or as a friend of a friend. But uh, yeah, man, you get sober and you think, I' going to go back and do what you used to do, mm-hmm. and you die. Yeah. And you know, I had a guy in uh, in Nashville who who died in my arms. Man, I was trying to, to give him CPR. I hit him three times with Narcan. He's a big dude. Had never done fentanyl, and so in a halfway house, you have you share rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So he was my roommate, and. Uh, I don't know. I was laying in bed doing something. And he comes in the bedroom and, like, gets in my face, starts shaking me. And I look up, and I could tell something was wrong. And then he walks right back out the door and collapses. So I jump up. I run out. What the fuck is going on? And this other guy was like, he hit a lot of fentanyl. So I run in the kitchen. I grab the Narcan. I hit him with the Narcan. That usually works, like a little nose spray. So y'all need to – like, everybody needs to have Narcan because, you you know – um Hit him with the Narcan, nothing. Hit him with the Narcan again, nothing. Start CPR, nothing. Hit him again, nothing. So anyway, man. Long story short, dude did one line of fentanyl, mm. and that was it. That was it, man. Damn. I mean, it's it's. But once that shit gets a hold of you, man, it's it's it like. The detox, the coming down, it's 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 so bad, man. It's like. Like I had coronavirus, so I've had like this past year. I've gotten sick twice. I got a cold once, and I just left work because it felt like going through detox, the beginning of it, and it freaked me out. And so I just like I told my boss, "I'm going home. I'm sick." And then I got COVID uh, a month or so ago, and that freaked me out. But um, so it's anything that you've ever been sick with times ten. Mm. It's, but it's it's it, and it's the, the mo- it's the mental game of it too, like. You'll do anything not to be sick, man.
2: I mean, that's why you see people doing anything to get their drugs. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching uh, a documentary on like you know what people going through withdrawals. I, I don't know if it's just like a TV show or something, but and they followed a certain group of people for like ninety days, and you know, the, they show them getting high, and then you know they. Put them in a in like a mental hospital like with the padded room and stuff, so there's no they can't get out, can't get in, no one can get in. And you just see him like shaking and like sweating, throwing up and just mm-hmm. crying. Like, I was like, holy, that's why I saying fuck, the, man. The,
1: the, the throwing up and shitting yourself on ayahuasca. <clears throat> like, I've done that, I've done that in jail. We're coming off of dope, you know? Yeah, um, but man, this like our culture, especially. Hip hop music, which I love, hip hop music. Yeah. You know that's what I listen to. But it's like, man, we gotta stop, man. Like this, this drinking, this lean shit is mm-hmm. not cool. Popping these perks, these thirties is not cool. Like they don't get into the fentanyl, you know, for some reason they say that for the white suburban kids. That's just not cool either, man. Like we're all, like you're seeing people die all the time, man. Like artists, uh, and it's just, I don't know, I don't, man. The only thing I know to do is use what small little fucking platform i have what tiny little experience i have and and try to talk to somebody man and i'm not i'm you know the problem with 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 going to no not the problem one of the um, issues whatever i don't know it's not a problem but a, a lot of kids today they don't like going to 12 steps going to a meetings all the time eh, they don't want to do that shit i get it man and there's a lot of judgment that happens in any kind of group you have, you know, like of, of, of outsiders, you know. Um, so there's a lot of people just like they fall off. They, 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 they don't fit in with a certain AA or NA or CA meeting. And they're just like, man, recovery is not for me. I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to stop. And uh, some of them make it, some of them don't, you know. But to me, there needs to be some more awareness for alternative methods to getting clean and sober. And it doesn't need to focus as much on, you know, what you can't do is what you can do, man. You know, it's just, it, it, it's tough because I respect so many people in the recovery community and I respect the people that go to the meetings and that, that do the 12 steps and that that's their life and that's how they are. Whatever makes you better, man. But there's a lot of people out there that that's not their thing. Like and they're struggling. And they're there men that are that are that are and women that are lost and don't know where to go and what to do. And they keep running back to the same cycle, you know. The same cycle over and over. And there has to be an alternative to, you know, just doing twelve steps.
0: Well, you can look at it like college everybody's always like go to college get a job do this this is the path you have to do there's some people that college is not for them they still need to work and make money but there's people making money online playing video games or doing you know only whatever you know other stuff so there's other avenues in that so why isn't there other avenues for sobriety yeah and maybe, like, with the digital age, they need to look into, it's like, maybe I can use YouTube or TikTok or something like that instead of, you know, the traditional meetings for people to, to go to. And maybe a lot of people aren't comfortable exposing themselves to other people. So maybe if they can just watch a video or listen to stories and, you know, all that other goodness. Yeah. It might be another outlet than the standard. Because, like I said, I mean, one thing works for one doesn't work. It's not one-size-fits-all, I no, don't think. It's not. Look,
2: you're a perfect example, you know, because you use, you you know you smoke weed to k- keep you right, so you don't do other things that mm-hmm. are going to set you off yeah, track. Yeah.
1: But, they're, they're, they, you know, I know for a fact there's people just waiting in the wings for me to relapse on fentanyl now because I use
0: cannabis. But I think it's uh, – I remember watching this guy on Instagram, and his dad wasn't – had an addiction. He's like, Dad, are you ever going to relapse? And his dad's like, All I can do is one day at a time. Yeah, and that's with anything. Yeah, everything is one day yep. at a time. And I like they even say in um, the program, you're never you're you're in recovery. You're not co- yeah. you know yeah. you're not you're not um, cured cured connection. you know. And for people to look to like for somebody to slip up. Because you're not doing the same thing as them. Yeah. How, how, you're a shitty person. Well, man, that, that,
1: that's the same mentality that all these different religions use. Yeah. Oh, you're not Baptist. Oh, you're not. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, man, like <clears throat> for me, for me it's creating the best possible life I can create. It's uh, maximizing only my talents. It's, it's my people, you know, surrounding myself with good people, people, purpose, pride. You know, like, I got my people. You know, I I found my purpose. Like, I'm happy. I have some pride today. Yeah. Everything else will fall in place, man. Yeah. And now, you know, as I grow, reach back. You know, like, like God will present something, somebody. Like yesterday. Like that kid. Oh, yeah. You know, man? Like, things will happen that I don't have to go just sit around a meeting house and you know, try to sponsor. Like, I don't want to take anybody through the 12 steps. I don't really want to do that, man. That's not really my thing, but we can go have lunch and talk. You can call me anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. like, you know, I mean, like, I'm getting off of social media for the month. I put my, my phone number out there. Like, I'm genuine about this, man. Like, if I can help you, if you need help, I can help. I, I can't help you, but I can direct you in the way. Like, I know people in all over the country now. We've got insurance, or you don't have insurance. We can get you into a into detox. We can get you into rehab, and we get you in a halfway house, man. And that's where it starts. Yeah. Like if you think you're just gonna, I've been doing dope for two years. I just need detox. No, you don't. You know, I know. I know people like that, man. They just won't sit the fuck down for 30 days and let their mind heal. Like, just go sit down and rehab for a month. Let your mind heal. Let your body begin to heal. Listen a little bit, even if it's shitty rehab, man. Learn what you don't want to do, mm. you know. Or learn that I don't want to be here again. Yeah. That's- but it's just so hard, man. We get, you know, people get like two weeks sober and they start to feel again and they – have to go fix what they've messed up i gotta get home to my wife you haven't been there in two years bro you know you've been out getting high for two years you haven't seen your wife hardly she's not she don't want you back sit down yeah you know i gotta get home to my kids your kids don't know you mm. you know and i speak from experience with that yeah like i speak from experience man you know and i fucked it up to the point i lost it all you know i mean and i don't blame i don't i don't blame anybody for anything but myself you know I'm just thankful there's real men out there that step in and do the job of little boys like me when we fail at our job, you know? I mean, that's just part of it, man. But you got to take it, you know? I mean, you you do something bad, you got to take the consequences. And you can't rush through. You cannot rush the process, you know? I've gotten sober and six months into being sober i've rushed through the 12 steps and i'm ready for life that's yeah. not how it works man like just be patient that's why this time around man i was just i was cool i was going to be in this halfway house for a year i'm going to work this job at Lucas's for a year uh and i'm just going to chill and get my head right and get my body right you know I mean I was fortunate enough to get an apartment six months into it but that was my plan you know like this whole switching careers I was moving towards when I did the article in the magazine I was I knew I was getting out of the restaurant because this wonderful man that owns the restaurant Mike Robilio who gave me a chance four months ago when I asked for more money he, he said to me look where you were a year ago and I was like Fuck you! You yeah. know I'm not looking back where I was a year ago. I'm just saying, you want to give me the money you promised me when I started. So I knew right then. Which he's a good dude, man. He, yeah. You know he owns a restaurant. I get it. He stressed the fuck out. But I knew right then I was I was done. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just view me as a drug addict. So fuck you. I'm gone. So I was looking at doing health and fitness stuff. I was going to get a yoga certification, get a personal training certification, get a nutrition coach certification. You know that's what I was going for um but this worked out, thank God this is much better for me but and I just couldn't uh couldn't go back you know Did, didn't want to get stuck in the same bullshit I was in before, you know mm- mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah this this journey of life is fucked and crazy, man, peaks and valleys peaks ups and, and downs, man. Hey, Anybody that says they did anything without any type of uh, struggles didn't really live life. No,
1: no, and that's what that that, that uh, everything is fucked, man. That uh, Mark Manson said. You know, the happiness or the the, the uh, whatever. I fucking forget, forget. Just forget how it went. But you know, you know, just having uh, don't just hope for better. That the you, the struggles are going to come. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's what you do with them. That's how you act. Yeah. It's what you act on, you know? What you act out of, like, living out of fear, hope for the suffering that comes from freedom, the pain that comes from happiness, the wisdom that comes from ignorance, the suffering that comes from, fr- that comes from freedom, you know? you got to suffer to get to that freedom. And that's just part of it. That's just, there's no, there's no
2: easy path to growth. Yeah, it's like Tony sent us a picture the other day of me and my buddy Jason, and <coughs> it's got a guy at the, like a body looking like a bodybuilder body guy on there, and a, a guy sitting on the couch, and above it it says "suffer," so you have to choose which one you're going to mm-hmm. suffer with. Yeah. you're going to suffer and look good at the gym, yeah. or you're going to suffer with health issues, not going to not the gym, doing. right? Yep. So like, yep. it just everything it's going to be hard, right? No matter what you choose, mm-hmm. it's there's going to be a hard. Yep. But choose your hard, I yeah. guess,
1: right? And, man, I'm proud of you for getting back in the gym because it, it gets to a point, man, like you feel better when you do it. You
2: know? Yeah, 100%, you know? for sure.
1: Uh, I mean, you get back, you start, and it's not just physically I feel better. Emotionally, you feel better. You know, you feel better about yourself. You have more self-worth because you look better. It's all tied in, man. Yeah, and, no, you're and right. You start releasing those endorphins for something positive instead of being like, oh, I hate my life. I hate myself. I hate
0: how I look, you know. Yeah, would you say you love yourself when you're in your current form what would you say you love yourself when you're in your current form fuck you no
2: no <laughs> i don't know uh i don't hate myself i hate myself for getting the weight some weight back yes but i don't like you know i know i can redo it again you know like so i can, i don't i don't I hate myself for always slipping but I don't not love myself, right? But
0: but do you love yourself if you're not taking care of yourself completely?
2: Probably not. Because I should be taking if I if I truly cared about my body and my, my mental health and all that, then I would definitely be taking that would be a priority instead of being not a priority, yeah. right? So yeah, I see what you're saying. So no, like I if know people them. if
0: people saw you on the street just like would they be look at that guy and I'm like I think that guy loves himself.
2: Probably not because I'm a bigger dude, and see, people, that's, people 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 judge. See, people they judge. Do. Them they do. They do. because of that. They do. Man. Now you could be a bigger guy. Like we know, we all know a lot of guys which yeah. are bigger dudes through the podcast we've met. You know, and they're great people, mm-hmm. but they're just bigger guys. Yeah, and then, you know, but people are going to judge them as that hey, he's lazy. He's lazy. He's this. You know. He, you, know how can you, you know? But like, but I can see what you, what your point was. No,
0: that they would say no. Well, it's not even about just being big. I think it's just how we carry ourselves. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, you don't even care about your appearance and, like, you look disheveled and stuff like that. Like, not saying you're not a good person, but there's just something that's in your brain that you haven't figured out why that you let stuff lack. Like, they say, generally, if you have a messy external, you're messy inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's where it goes back to, like, what we were saying. you got to fix the internal first because there's no point of doing any external work, if your internals fucked up, Nope. you know, like one of the most handsome killers was Ted Bundy, and oh yeah, I you forgot know, about Internally, that. in his head, he's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So like, it doesn't matter what your external looks like if your internals fucked. But unfortunately, uh, people do judge off appearance alone. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. You know that that that's that's the most you know, good or bad. Like you see somebody that's sloppy and uh, big or whatever, you're just like, ugh. As long as they look good on the outside, you'll
2: gravitate towards them. You'll
1: gravitate towards them and and at least tolerate some type of bullshit from Mm, them because because they look good. Like they can get by you. You know, it's kind of like me when I was having to take shit to support my habit. I could walk into anywhere with khakis on and a button down and these little people running whatever, they just looked at me and looked away. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, he's, he's a handsome white fella. He's here Mm -hmm. to buy something. I'm like, I'm about to rob you (laughs) blind. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Hey, Sally. Hey, (laughs) hey guys. (laughs) Hey guys. But that's just, that's just our, that's just society. Society, man. You know, like it, it, it's, I don't want to get on the race topic, but it's so bad, man. It's like, you know, even, even dating uh, black women in the past, like, there's so much judgment that comes from that. And it comes from both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. And people just, like how the fuck do you judge somebody because of the color of their skin, man? Really? Yeah. Like I thank God, like man, I'm so thankful, so thankful. My family was never, never, ever, ever raised me like that, man. I've never, That I don't have a, like I'm judgmental. Uh, I'll judge somebody fucked up for the shape that they're in way quick which is wrong
0: mm-hmm. but I don't
1: give a damn what color you are Yeah, you know like the word, people that hurt me worst in my life are white people you mm-hmm. know the people that put me beat my ass and put me in the hospital were white people you know like I don't I just I didn't mean to get off on the, no, no, the road
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just um, it's it, it really goes back to the mental like you got to figure out why we do the things we do why do you always have to start back over? Why do you quit on yourself? Like, until you figure that out, it doesn't matter if you're going to start back on Monday because you're probably going to end up quitting again, unfortunately, yeah. until you fix internally why you're quitting. Why yeah. do you not love yourself enough to keep going?
2: No, no, you're right. You're right.
0: I but I mean, you can't just say you know I'm right if you're not going <laughs> to. It gets you hard. It gets hard. Yeah. It's easy to start something new.
1: You know, like you get excited. Right. I got new running shoes. I'm going to start running. And then a week into it, you're like, fuck this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But going to the gym, being healthy, it is a lifestyle, man. It's it's, it's 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 not a quick fix. And it's not a three months on, three months off, man. It's like it is a constant. And it's not a fucking bad thing. You know, like I watch what I eat six days a week. And one day a week, I will fuck it up. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. pizza, ice cream—I don't care, man. I'm going in. You know, yeah. but but I tried to six days a week, man. I, you know, another thing I tried that didn't work for me was uh, I went plant based for about two months right before that picture too. That's why I was so skinny too. But uh, but I went plant based because I wanted to see if it worked for me. You know, mm. like experiment with different diets. You know, yeah. keto might work for you. Keto help. Keto was good for me, but. that's one thing i learned um so uh, i took this dna test through um precision performance shit i wish i remember the name right now i can get you in touch with them though they do this dna test where they you swab your mouth and you send it off and they you get back like a they're out the people are out of carnival it's like a 37 page report and it breaks down everything you're made up of uh it breaks down all your vitamins and nutrients what you're deficient in what you need it also tells you what works good for your body type like are you a fat burner or are you a carb burner uh mm. do you need to eat like this or do you need to eat like that you know it gives you some if you i would recommend it for anybody that's really starting their fitness journey to do something along those lines because you know, like for me, I, I burn. I can burn carbs. I can eat carbs all day. My body type, I just burn them. You know, like I. Use, I don't eat a lot of carbs, <clears throat> but I can if if, if I know I'm going to have a big workout the next day, which I don't have ever anymore. But I used to <laughs> yeah. when I was doing competitions. I would carb up like 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 bodybuilders carb yeah. up, but not near as goofy. But um I would carb up for that kind of stuff. But um, you know what meats work for you you might be a pl- plant-based might work for you you know yeah. and you you reach a hump when you're losing 100 pounds i got i listened to your the last guy or one of the guys lost like 150 pounds in nine ten months
0: oh jamie or 100 pounds oh yeah jamie
1: that's crazy
0: yeah, yeah.
1: but you know your body all of our body types are different. like you don't even get in the gym and you're huge yeah you know like if I don't work out, I get skinny. Er, you know, I would, and it's just you got to figure out what works for your body type and eat for your body type. Mm. You know, and I think I, I really think it is for men at our age,
0: testosterone. Go get your testosterone. I need to checked. go do that. You think you had
2: somebody come by the house, right?
0: Yeah. Where did you go to get yours done at? Um, Locally here.
1: The, yeah, over off a <clears throat> poplar. It's like it's not ageless men's health, but. um like, everybody at the Court Mall, there's a place. There's a ton of places. Oh, okay. man. Um, You know, some of them take insurance, some of them don't, but get your labs done. They'll do your labs, you know, make sure your prostate's good, make sure everything's where it's supposed to be. They'll also give you DHEA, which is like um, to keep your estrogen levels down. Mm. So when you're supplementing testosterone, sometimes your estrogen will creep up. If y'all watch Fight Club, bitch yeah. tits. Oh, binge, oh you know, yeah, binge, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want bitch tits, <laughs> man. So yeah. just keep that. You get fucking ripped with bitch tits. It's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, but, but they give you the estrogen blocker. And, man, like I, I, I recommend that, number one, for any, for any guy that's over about 30. Mm-hmm. Get your testosterone checked. Do a good detox, like a kidney, liver, colon detox. Because we build up. I tried, when I was, before I would do that once a year. And I'm, I'm going to start back doing it once a year. Um, Garden of Life makes a good one. But it's just a little drink you take for about 10 days just kind of flush everything out Um it's nothing crazy man it doesn't like you're not in the bathroom all the time but it helps it helps clean some things out and then some good supplements like a, a green drink I would highly recommend you know and I take collagen too I take a good collagen um, I take a good uh, fish oil and glutamine so glutamine help me from getting sore fish oil for my joints and my beautiful skin and all you know and, and
0: that's what I, you know that's my supplements uh, and, a, and a good whey protein, I take that. Yeah, I think, um, like, they always say health is wealth. Because, like I said, if you're about to die, I guarantee you you want your time over money, mm-hmm. you know. And the the thing we want, like, say you want possessions and all this shit, it doesn't fucking matter if your health is not in order. Exactly. And it's like we abuse, most of us abuse the, the main thing that keeps us going. Yep. You know, we don't take advantage of, like, I've been sick the last couple of days, and it's like, it's like fuck, man. I hate being sick, but like when you're healthy, you don't think like, oh man, I'm I'm glad I I'm, I'm not, you know, sick or and they always like say like people like I hate working out. You should be like I'm glad I get to work oh, out. Absolutely.
3: Know? Yeah. yeah.
1: That's,
0: it's that's, like everything has to be a mindset, mindset. change, man. Like you yep. got to change that mindset because yep. without mindset or discipline, it doesn't fucking matter what you're going to do because you're probably not going to stick with it yeah. or appreciate it.
1: No. You you're not going to. And it, it is a privilege, man. And and for me, I mean every you know it's all a privilege now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like when you go through something man just I don't look at anything like I have I don't have to go to work I don't have to work out I I get to do these things now yeah it's definitely a privilege and you know man to be going on 46 or going on 47 and you know I feel pretty good today and uh, like nothing really hurts um we'll keep doing it man see what happens you know maybe I'll be like like the uh the guy the keto guy Mark Mark uh, Sesson is his name. He's like 60 something years old. And he is, he, you know, he's a little runner guy who's ripped up, but uh, the keto diet is pretty interesting diet too. But it's all tied in. Like you said, man, if you're you, your mind, your, your body, uh, that's why I like that. Joe Dispenza guy, man. He talks about rewiring your, your, your mind, yeah. rewiring the way you think about yourself and the effect that that has on your body. Mm-hmm. And it's, man it all makes sense you know you get stuck in that i'm not good enough blah 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 debbie downer you know it affects your body yeah and you just want to sit around and do nothing mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and i do this man i try to have like 15 minutes to just sit and, and meditate you know and think i don't necessarily get in the buddhist stance or whatever yeah um And I try to do that every morning, man, just to get kind of centered and grounded and be thankful for what I have. And I think it gets my day started
0: in a a positive way. I think that's a good way to look at it, man, because you're not having any outside influence and distractions. You're just in your own head.
1: So before I pick up my phone before, you know, and then some days that's tough and some days I fail. You know, some days the first thing i do is i'm on instagram yeah looking at yeah. ass at six o'clock <laughs> in the morning I'm like what the fuck's going on I'm supposed to be meditating this isn't but but you know for the most part i do that man and yeah. it, it uh like i sleep now to some chakra mm. balancing um i think it's megahertz it's like 840. so they got different for different chakras uh vibrations or whatever i don't know man i'm just trying to i'm dipping my toe in the pool of all that kind of stuff but uh you never know what could happen never know yeah. like i'm digging taking yoga like i'm really getting into yoga um where do you go um right now i'm just doing it at hot works
2: oh so, okay okay
1: okay okay. but uh i've got a friend who uh kelly gardner who uh, married to a buddy of mine she does yoga she's a yoga fit instructor so she teaches these classes man that um with different types of yoga for different things and uh, she's like a she's she does like yoga therapy she's she's pretty interesting she's a pretty cool chick man but um so she you know she's got several people that she works with in the city so you know when i get my license back (laughs) i can actually go somewhere yeah uh i'll probably go but but man just the whole um the spirituality of getting in there and the movement, the flow of the movements, the stretches,
2: the way it makes you feel, man, it's just, it's, for me, it works, you know. Yoga is really hard. My buddy, Jared, teaches a yoga kettlebell class called Zen kettlebell. Oh, yeah? And, uh. Um, I like that idea. He, uh, In the city? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's taking some time off from it right now because the time he has to do it, to, it doesn't work for many people. Yeah, so, yeah. He's decided to just stop for right now. But like the first 30 minutes is kettlebell work. Nice. And then the last 30 minutes is, or the last 25 minutes is yoga. And then the last five minutes is, um, I forget what the practice is called when you're just motionless and you just complete silence. Like breath work? Yeah, very much um, something like that. And yeah. you're just breathing and you're relaxing and, you know, okay. it, it, that's, um, and he does that and he really enjoys it. He's really getting really, really good. He's yeah. he's, he's getting some more certifications through Mind and Body House. Okay. Um, it's over there by Rail Garden. Gotcha. And uh, he'll be done with those certifications in November. Okay.
1: I have to check him out. I mean, there's a lot of good places in the city. Yeah. In the, you know, the yoga has been around. F- yeah long as you know Mm -hmm. so you know it's like okay if it worked for this whole culture this centuries ago and they're still going on maybe there's something good to it you know definitely and the whole way of life the whole philosophy the way of thinking man i you know whatever makes you a better person exactly you know if your thing is shooting a bunch of steroids and raging out in the gym and bench pressing 500 pounds as long as you're nice I'm cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like I always say just be kind, man. and Just be kind. Do your best. and There's this thing. uh, I forgot I had told my buddy this, but I think I heard something. I don't want to take credit because I don't think I, I came up with it, but it was like how many summers do you have left? And when you break it down like that, you're like, fuck, man, maybe 40 if we're being considerate, you know? And it's like okay, that's 10, 10, 10, 10. Oh, shit, man. That's not very long. Four decades. And it's like, what are you going to do with that time? Do you always want to be doing the right thing or do you want to be bullshitting and then you get to the end of your last summer you're like, what did I... Am I happy with what my life was? (laughs) And if you can't answer that honestly now, you should do something to work at it. So you're not at your death door saying, fuck, I didn't do it. Yeah. So breaking things down like on a macro level instead of thinking on a mac, uh, micro level, or breaking things on a micro instead of macro mm-hmm. like oh 40 years is nothing yeah. you know that's a long ways away but when you break it down the summer's like shit well, summer does summer's quick yeah yeah
1: and you yeah. look man we're halfway through yeah you yeah. know like if we're lucky yeah. we're halfway through i mean you know you never you never know
0: mm-hmm. so to do do your best and and stop wasting time man and you know, enjoy as many moments with how many good people you want or you can and with yourself and just do your best, man, because there's a lot of people right now that would be fortunate just to be having a conversation like we're having right now. There's a lot of people on their deathbed or just have our yeah. past since we've been talking. Yep. yep. And um
1: And that's my thing, man. That's that's I like that strength finders that we took, you know. Uh, being positive was my number one strength mm. if you would have given me that shit five years ago it wouldn't have been positive yeah. you know I, I'm, I'm I, I don't know what's happened I can't explain it you know but my whole outlook on life for this past year and a half has shifted you know and it's never been about it's it's been a process I know it's just a year and a half I realize that man I'm not acting like you know there's people I, I can hear the fucking I can hear it now the People, like, you've only been sober a year and a half. You don't know what's going to happen. But I kind of do because I've been doing it for a while. This is just where I'm at. So, um, but, man, it's just, like, I'm thankful to be at a point where I'm just appreciative of mm-hmm. where I'm at, you know. Like, I don't take anything too seriously anymore, man. And I, the people I'm working for are great. I get to laugh a lot. And I get to work hard, you know. Like, I never mind it hard when I can laugh.
3: Mm, yeah but, you know
1: like I work all day like this is day. fucking hard but it's fun
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, y'all, you guys are idiots I love with <laughs> going <out>. all <laughs> yeah
0: see I wonder if it's uh, if it's an age thing too because I know like they say like men mature it takes a long longer for us to yeah. mature because I can definitely tell a difference in myself at 23 33 and now 43 and there's a lot of stuff that I would tolerate before that I don't tolerate now and I don't because I maybe it's a time also I know time is not On our side Yeah You know So I don't know But I think if you Once you reach that Point in life You can be a dangerous individual Because you know What you can do With the time That you wasted Yeah You know You're like Fuck I know I wasted A bunch of time I don't want to waste That time anymore Exactly You know And I
1: was I texted my son today And I was telling him That I was like Man I just wasted A decade of my life You know I don't have time For bullshit Yeah Like I have some things To make up for uh, And I've got things I want to do So you know, I just and and I'm thankful that like the men that are in my life, the guys I work for, they're the same way. They 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 don't put up a bullshit man. Mm-hmm. Like well, this is what's going on. This is what I stand for. If you're on board, cool. If not, cool. But this train's going this way, and I'm I'm you down. Man. Either get down, yeah. or
0: get off. Yeah. get so, on board and get left behind. Yep.
1: So I you know I'm I'm blessed to be on board with some dudes that I I'll follow to the end, man. Yeah. You know. And it's cool. Like, that's a problem too, man. These A lot of men walk around think they got to be the shit and that they are the shit. And they're just, I just want people to heal, man. It's like, like, it hurts my heart, man, like to see these guys walking around looking all big and bad and tough. And like, some of them are more broken than anybody that mm, you could yeah. ever meet. and. You know, you see that a lot when you go to to a rehab, when you're sitting in rehab, man. That's when you see a lot, obviously, a lot of brokenness, but you see people from all walks of life. And, um, you know, when you got money and you're going to nice, fancy rehabs, you see the the well-to-do, the doctors, the lawyers, you know, the like Cumberland Heights in Nashville, you know, it's a pretty famous rehab where a lot of artists go. Mm. I spent some time there, and... But on that level, when you're there, you're all the same, man. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Hey, you got millions of dollars in the bank and and, and platinum records, you're still a junkie right now. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's when it get that's that's when it gets real, you know. You yeah. put everybody from all these walks of life on the same level, going through the same shit. You learn to appreciate and accept a lot of things, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh like you said, you're on an even playing field when it comes to that. Cause it, you can get off, you got to get off your high horse because you're not there because you're famous. I mean, probably because you can afford it, but I'm saying like, you're there because you have a, an addiction issue, you have it, a problem. And once you let your ego go, then you can probably try to the fix ego, the problems that yeah. you're having. Letting that ego go. Yep. That's the problem. A lot of men, man. A lot of people like this whole like I got to be tough. I got I can't have feelings. I can't talk about my emotions and all this other sort of bullshit. It's like stop, man. It's like <laughs> that's antiquated bullshit, no. man. We're not we're not like in the Great Depression, like yeah. back then. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what people dealt with then. They were doing like real shit. Now you can go to fucking put on your fucking phone and get food delivered to you. They didn't have that back then. <laughs> yeah. You know? So my grandfather, my father's father, he
1: was a gunner on the USS Texas World War II. The ship got blown up in Pearl Harbor. Damn. And uh he survived. He was a brick mason, like built half a White Haven back in the day. Uh worked in his, until he was like eighty, and then had a big garden in South Haven that he had on Goodman Road. Like he would he couldn't even walk, but he would get behind his tiller and walk his tiller to the garden and then use his tiller, to walk and plow garden and pick. But he didn't, he like that, that, that generation was hard. Yeah. You know, like our generation, man, like that's not us, dude. Mm-mm. Like, stop walking around like you're invincible, man. Like, I don't know. It really does, man. It's like, it hurts my heart to see, man, because it's just, there's a lot of healing ev- outside of addiction, you know? Like, people just, just normal dudes walking on the street every day, they're just hiding behind this persona of i got money i got Mm -hmm. girls i got a car look at my clothes look at my body and all that shit ends up failing you if you don't have something in your heart and
0: soul that will sustain it you know yeah it's a lot of false bravado yeah but that's
1: what social media (laughs) kind of is all about too
0: like i love uh I love the Tate guy, but a lot of stuff that I agree with some of the stuff he says, but a lot of the you know machismo type stuff I don't agree with because it's it doesn't work in real life settings. Like it works in movies, but in real life, you have to be kind of vulnerable to shit. You can't you can't be uh, like alpha, yeah. you know, all the time no. because like you got to have some compassion. You got to have empathy. If you don't have any of that, what are you as a person? Yeah. You're a sociopath, I would assume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Empathy, empathy is a good thing, but don't let it turn to sympathy. You know, yeah. like, like it's a big difference, man. And that, and that I learned that recently, like empathy and sympathy, not the same thing. Like I can have em- empathy for someone and still stand up, but sympathy, uh, it's different for me. Like I can. If I start feeling sorry for you, I can be manipulated by you. Mm-hmm. You know, empathy. I can look at you from a distance and be like, "I feel bad that that's happening," but I'm not going to let you. As a drug addict, you know, you 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 play like you learn real quick who you can play on, who mm. you can. You know, and and um, I, I talk to parents a lot that, man, you just got to at some point you got to stop, like enabling, feeling sorry for having sympathy for whoever it is that's dragging you down. Because as, as a drug act, you're going to use and abuse everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's just what, what we do, man. Like, I killed my family. I mean, man, uh, my mom had a reason not to talk to me for years, you know. I don't blame her. I wouldn't have either. Yeah. I mean, it was so bad. It was, if you come on our property, we'll call the police, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all.
0: But look where you're at now, though. Look so that's happened, that's man. the that's the redemption story, though. Yeah. That's what's the beautiful thing. Like we <coughs> all, like you said, you can't mend everything, but you can at least move forward and work to be a better version of who you were yeah. in the past. That's it.
1: That's it, man. Every day to be a better version. Yeah. And some days I do that. Some days I don't. But but man, I don't live out of a, that that fear driven. I'm one step away from relapse. I don't live there man, Mm -hmm. because I'm creating a life that's far better than that. Yeah, You know, like, like there's no part of me that like, I haven't had, I don't have using thoughts. I don't have using dreams. I don't white knuckle it. Uh, I've been there. I've done that. But, but you know, once you start putting things back together and you start living right and you start some healing, I don't know, man, things kind of work out,
0: you know? It's good, man. it has been um I don't want to take up too much more of your yeah, time. Yeah, no, man. Y'all are good. I appreciate y'all having me, man. It's uh, been cool. So I wanna ask you three things. So one thing is there's this whole movement now where do you give flowers to people? So you tell somebody nice something nice about them while they're alive. So who is somebody you would want to give your flowers to? Like an appreciation. Mm
1: man honestly
2: you could be multiple people yeah
1: man there's like so obviously my my family my parents you know uh, they never gave up on me Mm -hmm. Um, you know my first sponsor Chuck like the one who told me keep coming back we'll love you till you love yourself Yeah. my blackbird friend in Jackson who made me laugh for the first time in years and uh, Scott Jacobson, who got me in the SOAR program, Chris Hendricks, who and his brother Kelly, you know, like that's seven people. One of them's a female, but she's really not. She cusses like more than any of <laughs> the other guys. So that's seven people, man. I hadn't really ever thought about that. I like that question, but that's seven people. And one, two, three, four of them knew I was coming here today. It's because I called them over the past week or so to. Yeah, not ask their permission, but to tell oh, yeah. them, this is where I'm going. These are the topics I'm thinking is going to go down. What do y'all think? You know, but that's how I operate, man. Like like, like, like those seven people, I trust them with my life. You know, like like Kim, uh, she's a she's a well, yeah, yeah she's a counselor at this rehab. Jack Jacoa. I mean, she knows how I feel about cannabis, and and her her. She texted me this past week to ask me, do you use cannabis? Um, Because she's affiliated with the girl. She knows the girl I was supposed to go out with. Mm, So so she knows that girl. So I got back to her. And I was like, you know, I do. I've been wanting to call you and talk to you about it. Please don't be mad at me. I don't want to lose you as your friend. That was my text. And her response was like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Like, I just want to know if that's what you're doing. And I explained to her, she's like, understand blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah. So those are like
0: my seven people, man. That's good. Cause like I said, I, I think as we, as people, we go through life all the time. And especially as men, I will just say, man, we don't generally hear good shit about us. Like yeah. no one really ever says like compliments us. Like I always make this joke. Like, Usually, like, you'll hear something good about you on your birthday or, like, you know, you don't <laughs> when hear. When you die. Like, yeah, when, yeah. You, you know, when you die, you know. It's just, like, that's not fair, yeah, man. Yeah. I think more people need to hear good shit yeah. about them.
1: Yeah, man. You're right, dude. They, that's a huge, that's a, you're, you're 100% right, man. Men are not good at giving compliments, not good at taking compliments. Uh And, you know, man, I tell these guys that I love them every time I talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they tell me they love me. And they mean that shit, man. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important, too, man. Like, like. You just as a man, you're always taught you're like a pussy if you have feelings, and I've never, never bought into that, man. Mm, well, right. it's
2: good, it's good thing that, you know, that's changing. Yes, it is. Oh, you know, it it's going to take time. Mental Still, health is becoming, um, you know, a like topic. kids. You know, even kids in like elementary school and stuff now get mental health days. Yeah, they can take. Like you know, if you're stressed out. You don't mm-hmm. want to go to school. You don't have to play hooky. You can say, I am yeah, I want to use a great. mental health day. I didn't know that. That's I don't great. know what school it's at. I'll Google it and send you a link okay. I saw. But like, it's, you know, counselors are now taught you know, so much going on, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if there's a school shooting, of course, that kid that's in whatever school you're in Memphis is going to hear about it, right? And can you imagine the thoughts going through their head? Like, oh. could that happen here? Like, <sighs> and they, they get freak out over that, you Man. know, like, Ugh, it's like, so scary. mom, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. I want to use a day. Yeah. Okay. But why don't you want to go to school? Well, you know, what if that happens here or, or yeah. whatever it is, they don't have to cover for the, they don't have to lie for the child. They're yeah. like, hey, my kid's taking a mental health date, she won't be at school or he won't be at school tomorrow. Yeah, That's good.
1: I didn't know that. But mental health, man, it's it's important, man. It's very important. And, and, and finding the right medication, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm, I'm, I'm plants over pills, but if, if it's pills that, that, that your chemistry and whatever issue, man, I'm all for that. Like just get better.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think the first step is to, seek help yep. or at least talk to somebody yeah. if you realize that you're having an issue and don't feel you're a burden.
1: No. That that that's, you know, I'm glad you said man. I worry and I know people worry about contacting me or somebody else cuz they don't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to be a burden. You know what's a burden is going to a fucking funeral. Yes. That's a burden. Mm-hmm. You know. What's a burden is having to tell your mom that you overdosed and You know, we, you're not going to, yeah, that's the burden. Mm -hmm. Like you calling me at two o'clock
2: in the morning is not a burden. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like, excuse me. It's like when somebody takes their life and, you know, you see all these people will go make a comment on Facebook or whatever. I really wish they would have known I was here for them, you know? And they would be like, if anybody ever needs to talk, you see that a lot, you know, that's good that people are doing that Mm -hmm. because, if you know, and then now now the suicide number is like a three digit number. Yes. I, I forget nine, what it, it's 988. 988. Eight. Nine eight eight. Like, and before it was like 1 800, whatever. Like, yeah. who remembers yeah. that, right? I, I had to sing uh, a logic, logic song. song to get yeah. it. But yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, it's, it's great that these things are there, and it's great that social media is as popular, as influential as it can be, that people have an outlet to reach people to. Absolutely, just, man. Like, you know some people like Tony was saying earlier a lot of people might not have a friend after you know during covid and stuff but like if you're on facebook and you see somebody oh shit yeah. this goes from high school i yeah. remember her and you yeah. and y'all yeah. sh- chat uh-huh. that might be the best thing yeah. feeling you can get it was yep. something simple like yep. that you know so yep. there's a
1: lot of people in sitting lonely suffering especially with the with not getting out with the covid and you know i'm i social media but there you're right there's a lot of good stuff that happens mm-hmm. man like you know there's a lot of good people to follow and reconnect with and you know man i mean anything is what you make it like if i spend my afternoon looking up girls shaking their ass i'm probably not gonna have the best day
0: yeah it's, uh, inspirational like i said it's just the whole thing is like i said changing that mentality that you can't talk about something or you yep. know you're being a burden or being yeah. a pussy or whatever you want to yeah. call it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just like I think if people got to that point where they didn't feel that way, then we'd have less people killing themselves, hopefully because they don't feel like they're going to be, they don't have, they don't feel like they can't reach out. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times people are, it's a lot of, I'm sure it's an internal thing too. They're like, uh, oh, I'm in my head about it. I, you know, this and that. And then maybe if they thought that, you know, it's okay to talk about your feelings and well, they would go to somebody else and talk about it instead of the alternative.
1: And there's a there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes with, um, with addiction or, or or mental illness. You know, uh, you don't feel like you can reach out. Mm. You, you're embarrassed to reach out. Uh, you don't want people to think bad about you. You know, so you just suffer, 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 to the point of break. You yeah. know, and the 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 truth is that nobody really going to judge you. Because everybody suffered, yeah. or know somebody that suffered. You know, it's like at, at Lucchese's this year, man. I never, I, ne- I never shy away from saying I'm a drug addict, ever. Like, if it come, if there's an opportunity to say it in a conversation, not just in life in general, I'm gonna say it. You know, hey, I was a fucking junkie. You know, because I want people to have a reference point of what recovery looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you don't get into a meeting, you know, a- anonymous, you know, mm. we're trying to low Lay low and not let people. You know, I don't fuck that. You know, I don't care if people know who I am and what I did. I mean, um so the the number of, of people that have found out and then, oh, my cousin or you know, exactly. I got a friend who, you know, the a crazy story real quick. I know I got to wrap up, but this lady comes in. Lucchesi's all the time, man, and like she's just cool as shit. We talk, and this was like three months ago. She uh she tells me that they're doing this um it's called Cleats. It's like a little soccer tournament. Her son's name was chess. Uh they're doing a little two on two or three on three soccer tournament in his memory. Mm. And so she tells me about the soccer tournament, never says the kid's name. Ends up I go, chess? And it ends up being chess's mom. So I knew chess from like when I first went to uh Hope Presbyterian the meetings. Um he passed away, not of, of overdose, but he had passed away, but so I re- I connected with this lady yeah. through all that, and if I had never brought up, you know, we would have never entered into that conversation, and uh, and now they they you know they do something every Saturday night where they go downtown and feed homeless people and you know, so do wonderful. something to give back and uh, do that little soccer tournament in his memory. But you know, if I wouldn't have been like I knew your son from this, it wouldn't that ne- we would have never made that connection, you know? Yeah. So it's not something like i don't run around embarrassed you know uh i mean part of me does because of more what i lost than part of me will always be you know I feel bad for that for what i lost but not for who i am
0: mm. or where i am Absolutely. you know so yeah, yeah it's all about just coming out the other side man. yep coming out the other side i mean you look at brad pitt is like the epitome of male whatever <laughs> yeah, right yeah and he has addiction problems yeah
2: he's a oh kid. that's right he yeah. he's i mean, alcoholic right alcoholic yeah. Yeah. yeah so
0: you look at that guy you're like that guy's got the perfect life yeah but no he doesn't <laughs> yeah you know everybody yeah. has their own demons man and so like people looking at you like like he said earlier if you looked at you you wouldn't assume you're the quote-unquote you know typical drug oh, j- uh, junkie uh, drug- or whatever oh, yeah. but yeah. it has no face man it has no face
1: it has no face no body type no nothing yeah. like Three years ago, two
0: years ago, y'all wouldn't let me inside, and I would have stole these microphones because they look expensive <laughs> as fuck. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's one of those things. There's just breaking down those walls, breaking those stigmas, yeah, man. Yep, yep, and sharing your story is one of the best gifts you can give people. Absolutely, and I'm
2: telling you, I I have a feeling that Tony's probably gonna get hit up on and when this episode releases. I think it's I, I can't even keep track when it's gonna release. And people listen to it. They're like, dude, give me a contact with that guy. Like, I, mean, I probably have a friend you know, or a family I'll, member or something. I mean, I'll
1: give my number out. If you want, yeah. Yeah, man. I was yeah. going to do it. I got to look it up. All right. So this, I just got a, I got a fucking work phone, man. At least, like, these people gave me a work phone. So I disconnected my other one. But I'll, I was going to ask you guys if I could give it out. Sure. If you yeah, of course. Because, uh, man, like when it comes down to, to this, this is life or death. Yeah. You know? And somebody that that wants help, they don't have time to get a hold of whoever you just said and get a hold of you and find me. Mm-hmm. They don't have time for that, man. Right. Like they could be dead tonight. You know, whenever this whenever, whenever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it really like it really is um man, it is, it's life or death, man. I mean, there it is. So, yeah, man, if anybody needs like I can get them insurance or not. Get them in a detox. it might take a day or two, but uh, get them in a detox, get them in a rehab in the city, out of the city, help them get into a halfway house, you know help them get started, at least, you know so my number is uh, 901-427-5776. 901-427-5776. So yeah, if somebody needs help, man.
0: I'd be glad to help them. it's very selfless. That's a good thing, man. Like, because like a lot of people, man, they just need somebody. Yes, they like do, I said, man. we mentioned earlier, like, needs like somebody, man. you know, like they don't have a, an outlet, man. And Sometimes it's unfortunate they, they, instead of looking for help, they yep. just suffer in silence.
1: And the, the the over the years, as my addiction has taken me further and further out, and going from you know Delray Beach by Donald Trump's house to pet ponies and get acupuncture rehab to bottom of the barrel, state run oh, facilities, yeah. like going down that slide, you see mental illness at a whole new level too, mm-hmm. man. And you see people who really, really don't have anything or anybody. Yeah. And man, it breaks your heart, man. Yeah, it's that, man. Cause there's some good people, man. They just like, it just, I don't know.
0: Uh, I just, oh Yeah. Damn. So what advice do you have for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? What advice? Find your people, man.
1: Find your people. You know, find your pride. Like not like you're like you're proud of people, man. Oh. And you're proud about yourself. Yeah. Like animals traveling a pride of the herd, whatever. Find your people, man. Find your pride. And uh, you know, that that's 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 what it's been about for me, man. Find like reconnecting with these men that I admire and, and love so much. Um, and man, everything falls into place. You find some people to hold you accountable and guide you. I don't think you can do wrong. And uh, what was my mark on this world? Yeah.
0: What mark do you see yourself leaving in the world?
1: Uh, oh, God. I see my mark leaving in this. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah. uh, man. Uh, man, just, just like I don't know about my mark on this world, man. Just that I, if, if when I leave, I want to leave it better than I found it. Okay, you know, like I want to, I want to, I want to heal a lot of the brokenness that I've caused. So just leave it better, man. Just like, I mean, it's all about giving back. You know, yeah. Like when you make it through something. I don't see how you do anything but give back, yeah, whatever that looks like, man. You made it through sexual abuse, you made it through whatever it is, you made it through, man. Like how you just don't do something to give back to others after that, I don't get. So that's kind of my my thing, man. Like and no, just giving. Just I gotta, I want to give back to people and help people get get their life in order,
2: you know. And you're doing that. You just gave your phone number to anybody that they wanted to call you yeah. for help for help. And yep. you and you helped that kid whose grandma, he who lives with yeah. his grandma yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So like, you know, that's yeah. those you and whatever happens with that kid, you at least you try, yeah. you know? Like and that's the, that's the, all that matters. And maybe that kid has nobody in his life that's ever give a fuck. Yeah. And you you're a complete stranger sitting down talking to him and trying to get him the help he needs. Yeah, Hey, man, somebody, you know, somebody did it for me. Yeah.
1: I mean, Scott Jakes from Ken Jackson. I mean, she she sat down, you know. They did it for me. I mean, I wouldn't be here without people. So that's, it's, it's not like, I didn't, I don't, it's not like, oh, I got to talk to this kid. It's like, man, it's like. No, yeah. You never know, man. You never know what you say. Like Like, that lady coming downstairs and sitting on the side of my bed and telling me it's going to be okay, and to keep fighting, and laughing, and then walking out and going back up to her office two years ago. She never thought that would stick in my mind forever, mm-hmm. you know? But it did. Like, she took time to come downstairs and check on me. Like, this is me straight up out of being homeless and out of the hospital. Nobody gave a f- nobody gave a shit where I was. Yeah. She took five minutes and came down there, man, and that lasted forever, you know? Yeah. So that, that's what it's about.
0: Yeah, it's, um, like I said, it's just the little things we can do that you may not affect how they're going to affect somebody, but it's just doing good. Yeah. Just be a good person. Just be good, man. Don't be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Be good. Be good. Yep. Wow. It's been good, man. You should probably look into, when you get back on social media, like doing like a TikTok where you're like motivationally speaking to people or tell people your story. Is that the thing? Yeah, it is. It's like I think you could help a lot of people with your... Your path in life that you huh. went down to where you're at. This today. might
2: become
1: what you do. Can I do it with my shirt off for chicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Like, That's cool, like, man. See, I'm down
1: Yeah. With that. yeah I'm like down. because
2: like you know I know you're working for your boys. Yeah. You're, yeah. Your pride, uh-huh. right? But like you know, you might end up becoming a social worker. Yeah, and helping yeah, people man. And helping hey, people. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, it might happen, man. Or like,
0: do even like motivational speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like everybody has a story. Yeah. And yeah. And you have a definitely a good story. And yeah, it's a redemption story, and that's like I said, everybody loves that like rocky. Yeah, you know? redemption song. Yeah. You know,
2: you might talk to, say, a hundred you might travel a hundred cities and you might give a hundred different spe- the same you know, meet a hundred uh, different people in different yeah. groups. And if you're able to reach one or two people, or maybe just one person, oh, yeah. yeah, that's all that matters, yeah. right? Yep. You at yep. least help one person. Maybe yep.
0: you can even tell damien about him because we have a friend he does like ted talks and oh yeah uh, his name damien Ryder.
1: yeah man i'm down to look man i you know i'm down to like i'll talk about it yeah with yeah. anybody at any time and where it leads i don't you know i'm 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 good i'm exploring man everything
0: yeah like i said uh, i think especially since i think during the pandemic and coming out of it we realized how important people and community and connections yes. are yes and like I said, to be able to help people that are struggling mm-hmm. either mentally or with, you know, addiction can help. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's like, it'd be selfish not to. Have yeah. you, know? you guys
2: seen, have you guys seen you're in town where they have the um, tiny homes for, homelesses, uh, for, so for homeless people?
0: Yeah. Uh, so they started okay. building so a couple
2: tiny homes, right? So they've got, they got one part, one man into one, and now they're, raising funds which ones are you talking about where i forget what it's called uh i saw on facebook but like you know we had talked about on year you you can put somebody in a in in four walls right but you're not you're not fixing that's it oh yeah that thing that's it yeah Yeah, we're doing that project okay that's it yeah so yeah the tiny homes yeah so um, like yeah what they're what they're saying is, yeah, you know, hub, you, hub campus, is what it's called. yeah, like you're you're putting a roof over their head, but you're not fixing the problem in their in their in Correct. their in their head that's got them to that point. So now what they're doing is like they're also giving them counseling, and you know, it's like so,
1: yeah, that's it, what this whole this hub center. So we're, yeah, Nixon General is doing this project, man, and it's like that. they had a tiny village like this in Nashville, but it wasn't like this. This has. A it's a campus. They got a facility there with mental health, with uh mm-hmm. with food, with clothing, with with the things these people need yeah. besides like a roof over your head's great, man, but like you said, if you don't start getting rid of some of this unpacking, Helping getting them, on, yeah. Like those people need medication. Yeah. Like, those people have been on the streets for decades. They need like real medication, man. And getting them some help and getting that's what it's all about, man. It's a beautiful project that they're doing, man. I I think it's going to It's gonna be amazing, but yeah, it's a it's a cool thing, man. But they're they're the they've already got the 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 tiny homes are going in now. They've already got like the main building done where they're gonna have the um, social workers and all that stuff, man. And that's that's the one that's on Park, right? This one's downtown, man. Oh, okay, the one you're talking about on Park.
2: No, no, I don't know where this one is, but okay, I kind of looked like this picture I seen on Park Avenue. Yeah, this kind of by where Club Memphis was across the street gotcha. from there. Mm.
1: This one's only like eight homes right now, but okay, Um but you know, man, there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff that goes on in this city. A lot of people that that you know that the service over self program's great. Oh yeah,
2: it's you know it the people that always shit on Memphis and all this place said, nothing ever good, good happen here. Yeah. And then they leave. Yeah. It's not the city. It's you, man. Yeah. It's, your, yeah. it's your, it's your, it's your, what's in your mind. Like you can go, you know, like you try to escape something from, say you're trying to escape whatever you're in town and you move to another city. You're going to find what you're trying to run away from in that new city too. Yeah, there's right. There's, like
1: There's a ghetto in every city, man. Yeah. And yeah. even like, like, Man, I ain't never had any trouble in Memphis, but those crazy ass country white boys in Nashville—they're—they're they're a lot worse to me. You know, like you get yeah. out in the sticks of Nashville, <laughs> bunch of meth heads running around, crazy. But you know, I mean, people—people people shit on. You're right, people shit on Memphis people, but it's everywhere. You know, yeah. it is what it is, man.
0: I think, it, I think, like I said, it's just—I think this—the uh, end, that, like when we started, it's about your mentality. Yeah. You know, you got to change your mentality, and that's the
1: beautiful thing about seeing downtown come back alive. If it gives, like, when I was younger, man, we had, we had uh, the porn shop, the bus station, and the Peabody was Union Avenue. Like (laughs) now, at least you got you got stuff downtown to do. It gives people pride. It gives people jobs. You know, yeah. Like, hey, look at our city, man. We're gonna come up versus there's not shit to do. You
2: know, but yeah. And then you're gonna have all the stuff in the pinch District. They re- they're going to redo all that? Well, St. Jude is building a skyscraper on their campus. Okay. And then, you know, they bought a bunch of the vacant lots and the old parking lot all fenced up. They bought a bunch of that. Okay. And they're um, going to make another, like you know, they're going to expand and make it bigger. They're going to, and then, I don't know if it's this is happening, but apparently, so they're supposedly, not St. Jude, but like this company is supposed to buy a bunch of like land over there and make like, uh, high rise with retail and all that. Oh yeah! But I follow this guy. Uh, his name is Jared Price, and he um, he's like the president of Downtown Commission or something uh, like that. And he always shares like what's happening around Memphis, like all the time. Yeah. And I saw it on there. And then somebody asked him about that, and he's like, not sure they're still doing it. And then and then, and then somebody asked him about Union Row, which is going to be right there. So yours, you remember where Lit was on yeah, on Union? Yeah. It's all that little that little thing right there. <coughs> they asked them what's going on with that, and they said it's finally, it's baby stepping into the right direction. Okay, we good, man. Yeah, they got a lot of good projects going. Well, it, you know, they want the people bring so it's like the people bringing all these projects to Memphis are asking for thirty year tax credits and stuff like that or whatever. You know, I'm I'm not sure that's the right number, yeah. but. They're not going to build if they're not getting something back. Oh, yeah. and they can yeah. just go to the next city and build yeah. it. You know, like they're they're going to build what they want wherever they want as long as Memphis is offering them what they need, then they'll do it. You're in Memphis. And one of the biggest investment groups for Nashville is Magic Johnson's people. No, oh, really, like five
1: years ago was I don't know about yeah. now, but they dumped millions, maybe billions. Wow, was his whole you know Dodgers and people. Mm, mm,
2: mm. Well, they're. They're gearing up. Nashville is gearing up right now for a bit push for a pro baseball team, MLB team. So I said, don't get the Grizzlies. gonna have baseball. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, and once they get that, I mean, they already got football. Yeah. They'll have all four. You know, they got hockey. They got MLS soccer. They got oh, yeah. uh, baseball. I mean, they will have baseball. They got a NASCAR. Apparently, the NASCAR race that's there. Is y- you become humongous already in two years? I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's never right. That's right. Know. That's right. That's right. I'm drinking Bush Light out of and, and I probably he said hey, you probably drink your liquor out of a brown jug. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I did yeah, he, not do gas. He farm. he 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 posted something yesterday. As like always oh, said something about Bud Light. I go Bud Light is less than Bush Light, <laughs> but that's my new thing. So you like Bush Light? I love it. What's wrong, with you, man? You're man? <laughs> <You're grown, laughs> like
1: you you do not have to
0: drink that. You know yeah. that, right? But like, um, yeah, I can't wait. So, what is your? Uh, what are you gonna do for the, the rest of the year? Or the, Starting tomorrow. The rest of the year. Tomorrow.
1: Starting the rest tomorrow. Of the year. Yeah, no, the rest no, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. Uh getting back on
2: my fitness journey, lifestyle.
0: I'm just gonna well, good do, job. Thank you. Why are you looking at me like that? This this, I mean, this is like Groundhog Day with this proclamations you're gonna do something that you don't just, just man, get on. No, because you me. don't change your mindset, man. I will. I've been reading. Corey, do you think he's gonna change his mindset?
2: Yes, cool. I do. See? I need positivity like that in my life. Not this. Not I'm not. I know you. I'm not negative. Look, you got. I'm realistic.
1: Six more months. Oh, five more. Well, yes,
2: you got five months, but it's five full months because you got all of December, all of.
1: So you got five months to get back down twenty pounds, thirty pounds.
0: I'm gonna try to get to two hundred. What do you actually
2: weigh? I'm telling you, like two forty. I haven't weighed myself. I will weigh myself tomorrow morning. Why don't you
0: just weigh yourself right now?
2: Bro, I've been eating and drinking. This and is just, just dumb mentality, <laughs> man. Weight is weight, man. Weight <laughs> is weight. You can do it. Uh,
1: you can do that. You can do that by Christmas. Let's yeah. do it. Down. I'm not
0: bullshitting, man. Shake I'm on not bullshitting it. either. Shake on it. All
1: right. <laughs> there we go. I word got you, is man. Gone, man.
0: I, word I mean, is like gone. that's the thing. Like if you don't keep your word, people are gonna stop believing you. Is you're gonna be the boy who cried wolf. Is
2: that an energy bracelet?
0: No, that's not. But I like those energy bracelets. Okay.
2: The reason I say that is I because like those whoops too. My uh, buddy gave me an energy bracelet, and he gave me a Why energy. Are you deflecting rock.
0: from what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, he is. No, nice I just, job, I just we're saw. We're going back to it. I'm not letting that. <laughs> <you laughs> no, right? no, 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 no. I just no, saw. No. I didn't pay attention
2: to his wrist until I saw right now. I'm gonna do it. You damn right, you're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it.
0: You don't have to do it for me. Do it
1: for yourself. I am. We'll get. Look, we're not worried about Christmas. We're not worried. Let's just worry about this next week. Let's get through this first week. Yeah, got. Get your diet back on right. One hundred percent, because his problem he's all or nothing. Uh, Even like with mentality. drinking, and like yeah. he, once
0: he drinks, he's like to so completion. Are you, are you
1: drinking a lot right now? Like every day? Mm-mm. But he's a binge drinker though. Oh, so like Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday,
2: Saturday. Well, if I go, if I go out, I will be. I'll have like like ten drinks. To me, to me, I don't think that's a lot, but. So, People around me are like that. Is, that's a lot, bro. What, what <laughs> kind of drinks are we talking? Like Bud Light, Bud Light, Bush Light. That's not even like. All right, you're not talking about like straight whiskey. Drinks. Oh no, 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 no. I, no yes, I'll shots die. too. I will do shots. If yeah. like, if like, so other people are doing shots, I will do shots. But like, I'll drink like, like on, at, at the fights on Friday. I didn't drink a lot because I had to drive back. I could have stayed in my buddy's room, but then I knew we were recording two episodes. Yeah, and I didn't want to feel like shit on Saturday. Gotcha. Like, and after you know. I just wanted to be at home. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. And then yesterday I went out, man, I had, man, I had like, I don't know, like five drinks, no, six drinks, ten drinks. I, don't know, I
0: mean. More. Five to <laughs> ten? What is the number, man? It's somewhere in the magic number in there. Like, let's be honest our man, honestly. But no, seriously, I didn't drink much this
2: whole weekend,
1: need, honestly. Like, I mean, beer's got a lot of calorie into it, cal- like switch, switch to whiskey. Drink less. Well, I, vodka.
2: I'm gonna drink. Um, Coming from the that over here, <laughs> drink some harder, buddy. I'm gonna if I'm going you know, I will be drinking, obviously, but I'm gonna drink um, uh, whiskey and diet. Just coke. do whiskey and water, man. Why drink? Boom, boom, like
1: boom. diet coke sucks anyway. But just go whiskey and water. Like when I was drinking and healthy, it was whiskey and water or vodka tonic. No, I'm
0: sorry, whiskey just straight. Like,
1: what do you drink? Give me vodka some, sodas?
0: Usually water. Water, uh, vodka water with like vodka lime water. and lemon. Yeah, there you
1: go. I like vodka tonic with a lime. Yeah, and I could keep
2: my lime pieces so I know how many I had. I uh, mm, I tried. Smart. I I drank some of Kate's drink on Friday. Like she, you know, like she's like, hey, you want to try this? Because uh, I didn't know what she got, and I tried it. And then I asked. Her, I think it was vodka, vodka soda, vodka tonics, vodka tonics good, like a like a soda, like a tonic. good, man. Yeah.
1: It's light. It's clear.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, for you healthy alcoholics out
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Tune back in for more advice <laughs> yeah. on what to drink. But yeah, like I said, you gotta do it for yourself, and you gotta fix your inward man. Because yeah, like, I said, sure. there's no point of
2: exterior being fine and the inside is not. Nope. No, you're right. Because
0: nope. like I said, there's probably there's obviously some disconnect why you quit, and it's not just on his physical. But he quits on a lot of things. Yeah. He starts like once he reaches any adversity, he's looking That's, for well, help or I way I understand out. Understand that. That's. And, like, people think I'll I'm bullying him. him and stuff, but it's, like, I, I see him all the time, man. Like, yeah,
1: you're, that's, like, that's, you're not, bull. I don't think you're bullying him. Yeah. I just think you're being a good friend. Yeah. And we'll see him uh, You will always want to
0: put your best foot forward and see people do their best, man. You don't no, want you know, to see people waste potential. Because, like I said, we go back to this whole life is brief, and it's, like, what's the point of living a life that you didn't truly achieve the most you possibly could? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, like said, when you're on your deathbed, man, you want to look back with regret of anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's why it's so big for me today, today, man, to just go live life, be happy, and just try. I might fail, but I'm going to fucking try, you know? Um, no more just sitting around. can't. Yeah. Feeling sorry for me.
0: Because they, they, there's this one guy that says the only people that want to hear you complain is either your parents or your other loser friends. <laughs> that's true. You know, so you, you like you said earlier, you want to have like a sum of five people around you. You want some winners around you. You don't want a bunch of people that are just, oh woe is me, man, my life sucks. My life sucks too, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's easy, shit. man. It's real easy when you're in that headspace to surround
1: yourself with people in that headspace, yeah. and then it's it's awful. It's awful.
0: Well, Corey, yeah, I guys, appreciate it, man. man I thank y'all. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. We love you lots.